Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time. Featuring Joe C. I reduced my toilet paper down to three squares. Mia O'Brien. Bent over and let it happen. Matt Hayes. Terrible. And Leon Searcy. I did some curls for the girls. How you like me now? It's time to flex. It's time to flex. If you're in Duval, you're feeling it. The send-off party taking place with plenty of you Jaguar fans. Plenty of you Jaguar fans down there to send the team off. And 1010XL was down there as well. We know you're fired up. It is a big hair heavy metal Friday. So I, I think we, we would always ask you for your rock anthems with your tailgating that you had going on because the last two Saturdays you've been under the lights on national television rocking it in Duval, but we'll, we'll we'll mix it up a little bit today. What's happening in the studio right now? Yeah, Big Surce is having to move to the other side. I've never seen Surce sit at a different mic before. Yeah, he, he had headphone again, problems. I mean, this is, God. He had headphone problems. And so Mia is in KC getting set up right now as she made the flight early this morning. And now Big Surce is just beside himself uh, when we make the handoff from one show to the next. Chairs are being rearranged, all kinds of stuff. But you got, you got all sorts of fans out there right now that are just a little nervous, a little anxious. They can't wait for it to go down. Uh, and so we're going to ask you for the secret sauce today. What is it going to take for this team to come out on top? What is that thing that will deliver the victory for you? You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You can hit the social media. Hit all of us uh, at 1010XL Josie, at Leon Cersei Jr. 1, uh, at Matt Hayes, CFB at Mia O'Brien TV. She is over in KC with a big flock of Duval fans that made their way early this morning uh, to get into Kansas City. And we have plenty of others that are leaving from different places around the first coast to get to Kansas City either this morning, later today, whatever it might be. So you can hit the text line at 641-1010 and let us know what's uh, up in your world. Now, you're settled I'm in. I'm good now. Yeah. I had a, I had a, I had a uh, malfunction. So it? was it the headphones? It was the headphones. It was a malfunction with the headphones. I don't know what was going on. Now, let me tell you something, sirs. Uh-huh. You've got the backup headphones, uh-huh. and, if, and if take a look at those, JJ. Those are Josie <laughs> circa like uh, 1999. I, unfortunately, right I did wow. take a look, and I, I touched them, and I'm now I feel like, like I have to like, take a shower. These are like the Walkman. You like you, you I'm a little walk scared man? for you because really? I'm about well, ready to take a picture big, of you, bro, because I, it's a little. Uh... Yeah, you got the big dome. You know? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. You got the big Matt's dome. All, Matt's always taking freaking pictures of everything. <laughs> Are you serious right now? It's just going to you, bro. Yeah. You got the big dome, and I'm worried. No, it's. As, as a matter of fact, like. See how they're like pointed at the top? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you got like, are. you know, you got uh-huh. the Tin Man thing. Well, going yeah, on. I'm getting settled in. Yeah, right. and- I got the big ass head. <laughs> Yeah, at some point, you know, like whenever you reach in with that plastic fork and you you just, you know, you, you, like the other day, I, I'm, I'm trying to poke a cantaloupe and one of the spokes comes off, you know, one of the, one of the, what do you call, what do you call the, the fork? Spork? Uh, is it, no, the actual teeth of the fork, what do you call them? Is it? The teeth of the fork. Is it just the teeth of the fork? I call yeah. it a spoke. Spoke? Yeah. Never one heard of the spokes the popped fork. off. Yeah. Yeah. Just like uh, on a wheel. 
But anyway, that's what it looks like is going to happen with those <clears throat> headphones coming up just a little bit. Those are definitely 20 years old easy. Oh, easy. Easy. Yeah. These are the Walkman headphones. I yeah, remember those are. back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Big Sur's has got uh, uh, already a chair cemetery. Uh, in, in I do, I've, ten, ruined, I've ruined many a chair. In the 10XL ten, ten boneyard in the back, uh, that's for sure. All right, now, speaking of <clears> chairs, <throat> we will bring up something a little bit later on uh, that should be pretty good. But give us what you're thinking as far as – Yo, what's up, buddy? The secret sauce. There's uh, Mia. Good. Uh, they actually checked me into uh, hey, my room early, can, so I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, we can hear her. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We can totally hear her. All right, we're going to have Mia set up here in just a second as we get ready for everything out in Kansas City. Now, I've looked at a number of different ways, but let me just lead off with this, and we'll have a bunch of saucy nugs because we're asking for your secret sauce on how this thing is going to get done. But if you look back last year, road teams in the NFL Divisional Playoff games have won four of the last five games. Four of the last five, dating back to Tampa Bay's win at New Orleans uh, in 2020 of the divisional round. So we have seen it happen, Leon. It can happen. The Kansas City Chiefs are a big favorite. No one is shocked by that. They're an eight-plus point favorite. It may go to nine. Uh, We know what Pat Mahomes has been. He has been deadly in the divisional round, uh, and he is right now trying to play his way into his fifth championship game, which would be first-ever mark uh, for a quarterback at his age. But you've got to go in there and play. Well, listen. I, I've been on both sides of the ball. I, I've been at the home. I've been the the home uh, favorite, and mm-hmm. I've been the underdog. And in and, and both the cases, if you're the home favorite, like KC is, right. you got a team like Jacksonville coming in. First thing you try to do is you try to lay them out early. Mm-hmm. You try to lay them out early. You, you want to come out. You want to play tempo uh, football. You want to score a whole bunch of points. Put them on the back end, down by ten, down by fourteen, and then you want to release your defense on them as far as getting after the quarterback and that kind of stuff. So. So that I, I the, the Jaguars are going to have to ride the wave, all right? They're going to have to take the punches. They're going to have to sustain. They're going to need a cut man, all right? They're going to need a cut man in their corner So because KC's going to come out swinging. Mm-hmm. But if they survive it, if they survive the onslaught that comes from KC in the first quarter or two, and they're in the game by halftime, let's say the score is 17-10, 17-14, 20-14, whatever it is, you know it's the second-half team. You know it's the second-half team. No, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure about adjustments and all that other kind of stuff, but we know it's a second-hand team. If they can survive the first half, be within like a touchdown or 10 points, something like that, I think they have an outstanding chance. Oh, it, it, or they could go up. Either way, I'm just saying sustain it the first half, make it a second-half game, make it a situation where you're going to the fourth quarter, you're within 7-3, to three, you're up 7-3, to three, whatever it may be. Right. But they're going to come out and try to put you out early. I would. If I was the, if I was the, if I was the home favorite and you were coming in, now if you're the home dog, you know, home dog, you got to understand that crowd noise, they're going to play tempo, they're going to play fast, and you're going to have to, like I said yesterday, there are tiers. How you played in the wild card, you've got to up the end for the division and the championship, Super Bowl, that other kind of stuff. So whatever the Jaguars are thinking was good enough last week is not. It's going, you're going to have to up it up, mm-hmm. up the game. And I know 27 points down, coming back in the second half, whatever, the divisional round is going to be a little bit tougher, a little bit faster, a little bit more physical. You're going to have to be a road dog. you have to come in there. I said it's different when you're going into somebody's house and you kick down the door, sit at the table, and you got to eat. <laughs> it's different. That's what you got to do. But you got to be the aggressor. You've got to be the aggressor in the game. you got to play. you got to play the way you've been playing the last seven weeks. That's all I can ask. I like hey, saying what, uh, you, up and up. You, you win the flip, take the ball and go right down the field and score. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. it's, that's his, his point of being the aggressor, that's the best way to being the aggressor. 
is the best way to get that crowd and everybody on that other sideline to think, holy crap, these guys are in it for the real. Yeah. Get the ball and go right down the field and go 7 nothing. That changes the mm-hmm. dy- dynamics of the game immediately. Yeah, both of them are offensive guys, uh, and both of them want to try and exert their will offensively on the other team. That's what they do. It's not yeah. a team defensively that's trying to step well, on people. Well, it's well, offenses. I anticipate Kansas City being the aggressor, whether it be offensive or defensively. Offensively, they probably try to put you out your misery early. A long bomb by Patrick Mahomes trying to score a touchdown early. Or defensively, trying to get a sack or two, a couple of tackles for losses. All those things, if you can if you can. R- r- Keep those things for happening mm-hmm. and play a steady game and go toe-to-toe with them, let them know you for real and you're not scared of what they, what the, the crowd or, or, or homes or whatever. Then the, then the KC is going to say, oh, they're going to be sitting on the sideline and say, okay, this, team, this, see, this team is real. Did you ever see the Untouchables? I did. With Sean Connery. Yeah, he's explaining right. how you get rid of these guys. Yeah. It's not they how many you shoot. No, they pull a knife, you pull yeah. a gun. Yeah. That's got to be their mentality. That's true. Yeah. They pull a knife, you pull a gun. True. I agree. Yeah, well, it's not. It's not how many you shoot. It's who you shoot. You, yeah, you got to believe it. You got to. This believe is it. all just. All just. This is all this is pretending all, to yeah, football. Yes, this is yeah. all just. You That's know, all. We're giving you examples. It's not that we want anybody shooting. Guns. Absolutely not. Absolutely right? not. No, no, no. None of that. Uh, Andy Reid. God sakes, we're gonna get run off into the who's guy, man. <laughs> Andy Reid is going for a piece of history right now. Okay, Bill Belichick is the goat. He's at the top uh, when it comes to postseason wins. But Andy Reid is going for number twenty tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, who is he tied with right now? Anybody? Tied well, as far as? He's got 19 postseason wins. That's third all-time among NFL head coaches. Bill Belichick's Walsh? at the top. Uh, nope. Nope. Okay. Not Bill Walsh. It uh, is Tom Landry. Wow. Okay. That's how far back we're going. Tom so, Tom Landry is number two with 20 wins. And he can join him if he comes up with a victory. And I got all sorts of saucy nugs that we will throw at you. Uh, and and I'm looking for your sauce on what you guys can can come up with as far as how this team is going to win. Because everyone's pointing in Kansas City's direction. There's no doubt about it. That's just the way it is. Andy Reid, if you want to talk about the, 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 the way that he has gone about his work, ever since he arrived in Kansas City, he has put that team in playoff contention and in Super Bowl contention. And you got to get in their way. That's the only way you can do it is see if you can come up with whatever it takes uh, to ultimately make sure uh, that you get the job done. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, bad half, great half. He hit four different targets for touchdowns on four consecutive touchdown drives. That's got to breathe some confidence in him, Leon. He knows the crowd noise is going to be hellish uh, at Arrowhead, even though he still gave all the love to Duval as far as the crowd noise here. But that's that's going to be cranking when he's trying to bark out signals and calls and play. Well, well, well listen, he, he, he's super confident right now because of what he did in the back half of the game last week. I mean, he, he was able to uh, – he didn't flinch when he threw those first four interceptions. He came back and threw four. The offensive line did an outstanding job giving him a clean pocket. That's going to be essential going into this game because it's going to be crowd noise, silent count. The tackles have got to maintain the pocket. The, the middle three have got to make sure that he, he's not pushed up. And – and Trevor also he's he's got to use his feet in this in, in the situations where they give you man coverage, and everybody's dropping off or whatever. If he gets a little pressure, use that four five speed that you got. Get you five, get you ten yards, get you a first down. All that that takes the pressure off the offensive line. If they're rushing four and they're giving pressure and they're playing man coverage and everybody's back, that takes pressure off the offensive line. Knowing that Trevor Lawrence can maneuver outside the pocket and get five to ten yards. You know, and Spagnuolo loves the blitz, mm-hmm. so I I think you got to use ETN in those little swings, man. I really, really do. Or the quick throws outside, you know, where you've got a where you've got a bunch set of three outside. They love to go three by one. 
throw something quick out there mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's the best way to negate any any kind of pressure coming at you. So I mean, it's going to be a, it, obviously a chess chess match is going to be fun as hell to watch. But I, this is what I've been trying to say all week, and and this is what I'm sure they're saying in that locker room right now. The whole thing about you know you know they're these the upset guys the ups you know the the upstarts and they don't really have a chance but you know they're the cardiac cats the hell with that they're a good team they're a good team we've been saying it all week now let's forget about the cardiac cat stuff they're a good team yeah. go out there play the game win the game yeah because you know what when you say they're the cardiac cats that's insinuating they're lucky. Yeah, and there's nothing lucky. It's also about minimizing what, they, what they've yeah, done. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing lucky about what they did. For the, them to do what they did last week, that takes a lot of mental fortitude. All right, on both sides of the ball, because mental, it ain't luck. It ain't luck. It ain't luck because you just don't throw for an interception in the NFL in the playoffs and then come back and win the game. You got to have some stuff about you. You got to have your your big pad, your big draws on to play the game. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've been. I've never been in those kind of situations. Most of the times. When you get down like that, I'm on the back end of a loss. Yeah, this team found a way to win, and it's just not a cardiac cat. That that's insinu- me to me that insinuates they're lucky. Just, Cinderella is not supposed to be here. All that kind of right. stuff. I don't like. That's that. I tell you this. I, I read Ty Dunn, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Ty Dunn has a great website. Go along. Um, Ty wrote a, a, a lengthy piece this week. How the Jags have done it, and in the piece, it's go long. I believe it's golong.com. Yeah, it is. Um. He wrote, uh, he quoted Andrew, Andrew Winger, who said, quote, we're not scared of anything. That's the, that's the foundation of everything. We're quoting Dewey now. Again, I love it. The Jags. That's, but, it's, that's, but it's funny how. That's another how, T-shirt and another towel and everything it's, it's else. It's Go Long TD. Yeah. GoLongTD.com. Uh, it's, um, it's funny how, you know, he quotes other players in there, too, and you can tell that it's, this is so much more than just, oh, okay, they got on a little roll and they kind of got lucky, got a break here. No. They made breaks for themselves along the way well, for the last month and a half. If you think about a five-turnover game, and it's like somebody at the Waffle House, I guarantee you, somebody at the Waffle House did not know who Trevor was and did not know he just finished up a game Saturday night or early Sunday morning, walks in and says, uh, you know, how'd your night go? Well, I threw five picks. Oh, wow, how bad you lose? No, we won by one. That's just basically the way that that, that night unfolded. You could not have imagined a five-turnover game would lead to uh, that uh, result. All right, now let's head out to Kansas City. Uh, Mia O'Brien, part of XL Primetime Daily. She is out there uh, after. Did you get a big Duval yell on the uh, plane as you guys uh, departed uh, the, the flight and got in Kansas City? Josie, I think half of Southwest Airlines now knows who I am. I think there's wanted posters at headquarters for me. I, I no dropped doubt. a lot of business cards, um, but we got it to happen. Shout out to Ken and Mary. We got a massive Duval. Ken does stand up, evidently. You can check out that video at all the 10 XL social channels. And while we're giving shout outs, shout out to our good friends at the hotel we are staying at here in Kansas City, the Fairfield. Um, Awesome. Got me checked in early. Didn't even have to do the show from the business suite. They said, we'll get you in your room right now. So locked, rolling, ready to go. As you mentioned, Andrew Wingard, uh, I saw not one but two Dewey Wingard jerseys in my travels here today. He's probably. I I had to get, I had to start with that. Had to start with that. Yeah, he's probably logging on to NFL Shop dot com right now and checking to see how many 42s have been ordered up uh, it is a good feeling and he has become more of a centerpiece of the story instead of an afterthought 
Oh, do we? Absolutely. Well, that's why at first I was wondering if it was his dad and I was like trying to do the math in my head and I'm like, no, they don't live. They live in Denver. They live in Colorado. So this means that someone went out of their way to buy a winger jersey. Um, I will tell you that in my conversations with him, um, including our interview last week for the kickoff show, the Wingstop kickoff show brought to you by Kohler Homes and Clearwater Irrigation before the Chargers playoff game. He was very upfront with me that he wants to stay in Jacksonville, but we can't forget this is the last year of his fourth year. I believe it was what the unrestricted free agent yeah, the tender fourth offer, year yeah. option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tender offer. Exactly. The fourth year option essentially for undrafted free agents. So he's, he's free to walk after this season. And so it'll be curious, you know, whether he, all this notoriety earns him a contract and earns him a payday elsewhere, or does it earn him a payday here in Jacksonville? But certainly a fan favorite. Uh, I can safely say back in the day when he was simply known as Gardner Minshew's roommate and they were sneaking into the back of movie theaters so they wouldn't be seen um, because people were looking to get autographs and pictures with Gardner. Never would have seen this character arc developing with Andrew Wingard, needless to say. Well, I I like the fact, and we see guys, Leon, that lead uh, from playmaking, obviously, Trevor, as soon as he takes over that quarterback position, he is going to become a leader if he makes plays. But then you also have other guys that are in that yeah. in that building that have been there a little while, and especially from the special teams point of view, and just the you know kind of like bring it together type of leader as opposed to being on the field and always making well, plays. Well, listen, I, I've grown to like Dewey because he's got he's got heart, he's got tenacity. And he plays hard, and he's a special he's a special teams demon, mm-hmm. so to say. But unfortunately, the business of the NFL is that they don't pay for characters; Mm-mm. they they pay for players that can bring something to the table. And if he can bring something to the table, special teams wise, I mean, I I, I, I will, you know, I know he's 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 hustle Henry down there when yeah. I see him on kickoff and pump returns, <laughs> all that side of stuff. Now, if he can come up, come up in, in this playoff version, you know, because this is where legends are made. Exactly. If he can come up with a, with a with a hit, a turnover, or something like that. I mean, that'll add stock to his resume. Absolutely, I I would love to see them keep Dewey Winger, but you know, NFL and my just in my assessment and my history of being in the playing in the league is that characters are good, right. you know, and hardy for the fans. But it's, it's what have you done for me lately? It's period. It's period. That's it's what it period. is. That's what it is, and, unfortunately. And, you know, the other thing that when, when I think of other special teamers, just since we're on that right now, and we're talking about what the secret sauce could be in KC, because KC barbecue, eh, their sauce, eh. So we're going to come up with our secret sauce today. Uh, Jamal Agnew. Jamal Agnew needs to be a, a pivotal figure in the special teams game. He needs to give them solid starting field position. Oh, yeah. He needs, a, you know, it's a splash play here or there. It's don't put you in a negative situation. Don't, if you can get past the 25 when you decide to return it. I want a punt return is what yeah. I want. I want yeah. to see a punt return. Yeah, I'd love to see something like that because, honestly, you got to flip the field on them. you got to come up with whatever you possibly can to – uh, we'll, we'll we'll use the, the cliches, you know, shorten the game. You want to hold the ball longer than them, all that type of stuff. But just some of the stuff that I'm looking at, they will surrender a big play here or there. They somehow, some way, either lull themselves to sleep early or lull, lull themselves to sleep late. And you can either get off to a quick start or pull yourself back in this game. And, and Agnew could be one of those guys that ends up doing something like that. That's what you're looking for. I, I think you got to affect Mahomes. I mean, we can talk about all the other stuff, and I agree with all the things mm-hmm. you're saying. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like if you took this, if you took Mahomes off this team, and you put, say, I don't know, Derek Carr in there, they're not the number one seed in the AFC. They're just not. I mean, he does so much for that team. He makes. He is truly the definition of he rises, raises the level of play of everyone around him, and and that's why you got to affect him one way 
anyway, you've got to affect him. And and I, you know, this is what I say over and over every week: affect the quarterback, protect the quarterback. But now more than ever, because this dude can literally wreck your game, wreck your game plan, wreck your idea of what you think you can do with one throw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, simple as that. All right, Mia. So when we go there, Kansas City, we're going to say hello to one of the Kansas City sides uh, coming up here in just a little bit, but. Weather-wise, what are we looking at? Everyone's been talking about possibility of snow, possibility of rain, high 30s. What are we looking at right now? Yeah, I'm actually uh, texting with some folks that are on the Jaguars team plane that they just boarded to head here to Kansas City. And I told them our pilot said that we would encounter some turbulence landing here in Missouri. And we had none of that. It is an absolutely gorgeous day, boys. Uh, Not a cloud in the sky. Obviously, it's about... For us down in Florida, that sounds freezing, but for the grand scheme of things, considering I was literally sitting in this hotel two months ago and it was 20 degrees at this time, um, I I think we will gladly sign up for the 40. Still, it does suggest that we will have about a 60% chance of precipitation in Kansas City tomorrow at kickoff at 3.30 local time. And so that's what I'm most curious about is – Does that change Doug Peterson's game plan? Yesterday when he met with media for the final time this week, he said it won't. We saw that when they went up to Philadelphia. It did not change the game plan then. He did not run the ball more. Of course, Trevor Lawrence then turned the ball over several times over. Um, so, So it'll be curious. I do think that this team has proven over these last few weeks that cold weather can bother the Jags, which was a knock on Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and Christian Kirk because they also played college football in the South. Um, That has been disproven after last week because as much as 42 degrees may be warm to those Northerners and those Midwesterners, listen, if those boys could overcome the cool temperatures last week, they're going to be okay if it's about 38 degrees, so just four degrees cooler here in Kansas City. Yeah, it it, uh, honestly, just trying to get in there and, and get yourself in a position where you're not even worried about it. You're not thinking about it. It's not going to be this bitter, blizzardy type of stuff. Just go out there and play. And believe it or not, North Florida actually kind of conditioned them a little bit this past week. All right, off the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures, you all can hit it. Give us some big hair, heavy metal suggestions. We're going to ask you for what you do have set up uh, for Saturday afternoon, food-wise, drink-wise, rock-wise, whatever it might be. Uh, but off the text line, let me get what y'all are smoking because y'all got some good stuff. And if you think this is a good team, we definitely got lucky on some of those breaks where the ball went our way to get the fumble recovery. So, hmm, all right. That is a naysayer. What, what fumble recovery? Uh, I'm guessing they're talking about whenever they, out of, they covered up the ball on that third and one. They didn't get it, but they forced him to punt. I'm not sure which one he's talking about. So, the Jags are leaving right now on that plane that Mia was talking about. Mm-hmm. There's like a 1,000 fans there. On thank a plane. You, thank you, Hacker. There's like a 1,000 fans down at the stadium. They had to, like, cordon them off. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. It really is maybe awesome. Maybe more, actually. There's maybe yeah. more. But those, these guys are literally walking to the plane, and these fans are there just screaming and cheering. It's, it's Well, I'm, I'm looking at one young young Jaguar son, one Duval son, I'll call him, uh, that has the poster up. <laughs> just logged into the text line, yeah. and I'm laughing. Yeah, Mount Dewey Wingard. Uh, and so the young son, uh, Jaguar fan, with those long locks uh, with a let's go <laughs> comment. Uh, and so definitely fired up and ready to go, that's for sure. All right, so uh, we'll be in Kansas City throughout the show. We're going to go over there and say hello to another one of the Kansas City side of things. Mia's there. We're here. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Don't forget Big Hair Heavy Metal. Give us some of your rock anthems and some of your plans for tomorrow. Drink menu, food menu, party menu, whatever it might be. Let us know as you get ready for the Jags and Chiefs tomorrow. We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. 
kickoff edition of Big Hair Heavy Metal Friday. The XL Primetime crew split up today. Sorry to say, but it's for good reason. Yours truly, Mia O'Brien, joining you live from Kansas City. Joe, Matt, Leon, and JJ holding down the fort at 1010XL headquarters back in Jacksonville. Your Jacksonville Jaguars face the Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow in the first game of the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Before we welcome on our next guest to break down tomorrow's matchup, boys, we got to touch upon this, and I apologize. I joined a little bit late in that first segment of the 12 o'clock hour because I was landing here in Kansas City. But did you guys see this press release from the National Football League about how more than 50,000 tickets have been sold for a potential, potential neutral site AFC championship game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta? That is only going to happen if the Bills beat the Bengals and the Chiefs beat the Jaguars presumptuous yeah well it's so funny because it's easy to get the chip on your shoulder that's basically what happens wait a damn minute they're selling already thinking that they're going well it's the it's the standard deal that happens in the nfl you put your uh put your uh email out you get your season ticket holders to jump on it what i was most curious about gang is that it was offered by the nfl through the teams to the season ticket holders and bills and chiefs obviously jumped on it ordering 50,000 tickets. The only thing, Leon, that can happen right now is to spoil the party. That's it. I, uh, presumptuous, yeah, of course, but they're thinking that they belong in that AFC yeah, championship but If you're game. a player, you're not concerned with any of that kind of stuff. Let the NFL do what they want to do. We're going to crash the party. When you crash the party, just go about the business of taking care of football. That's all that is. It's not. It, first of all, it's not bullet to ball material. They, mm-hmm. They're doing what they deem necessary for it. And then while we take our trip to Buffalo, we, they, can, they can watch us. From the safety nest of their home. <laughs> You're all that's my takeaway. Yeah, that's a dub. You're oh, already ahead, talking Matt. about a dub. Yeah, like bro. that's an early lean for you. Bro, I'm not flinching. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna beat them. We, we're going to beat Kansas City. Okay, JJ's definitely gonna play, play Sean Connery because it's perfect. Because your attitude fits perfectly with that. So that's gonna happen. We're gonna hear that later in the show, no doubt about that. Well, my thing, Matt, building off what you said, like I read that, and obviously, you know, I'm gonna be like, hey, like give the Jaguars a chance here. The Cincinnati Bengals were in the Super Bowl a year ago. How does their fan base feel seeing that? Moreover, as I keep reflecting upon, obviously, the tragedy that occurred with DeMar Hamlin, and we're so happy that he is okay, why is the championship game a neutral site, yet Bengals-Bills is in Buffalo, and yet, wait for it, if the Bengals win, and somehow, some way, the Chiefs beat the Jaguars, um, then the Bengals, who beat the Chiefs earlier this year, have to go to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't sound fair to me. No, and, and look, they didn't have a really clean way to get out of this because they wanted to make sure that they recognized the team who had won the most total number of games and then also recognized one percentage. We all know you strip one of those games away, one percentage can be a little clunky. And so they had to do something, and I'm telling you all, I'm telling all y'all right now, this is uh, Roger Goodell uh, at his best. This will now become a trial balloon for neutral site games for the AFC and NFC you championship so. games. I just I have that feeling. I have that feeling. You're, now it's you're telling me they're gonna sell them with standalone games? It, it should never, ever, ever, ever happen. Ever. Okay? Yeah, I don't know you play your that. and I'm looking at Leon, you play your fanny off during the regular season to win as many games as you can so you can have the best yeah. situation you can possibly make for your team to make the run. And it's the classic line, you got to come through us, or the yeah, Super Bowl goes through the, the road the to the Super Bowl. I mean, you've heard all these yeah, things. I, they're not going to do that. No, I, I don't think they will. I'm just telling you, Roger Goodell, 
It's never beyond his line of thinking to say, wait a minute. How can we make more money? We might have just found another way to make more. Now we're going to get cities to bid. I mean, if you would have said like 20 years ago, hey, your team is going to be playing a home game in Germany. People would have called you crazy for that. The NFL wouldn't do that. They're above that. By the way, it's the same type of thing. Just think of this. It would be championship Sunday, and it would be all four teams at one site. The millions upon millions. I think it'd be Field-wise, I don't know if no, they could no, do they that. No, no, they go separate facilities. Oh, you never know. Yeah, just to get – just to get – it's you, two then different you have, sites. Then you have two different cities bidding. Just on. like the college football yeah, th- semifinal. Th- th- yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's nonsense. I don't, I don't ever want that. Yeah, yeah, happen. I don't want that. Because the whole premise behind getting home field advantage is the Super Bowl has to come through your – through your house, through your nest egg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what's the purpose of going 13 and 3, 14 and 2 if they're going to have a neutral site anyway? Plus, part of the shine of the playoff is a team that can go into someone's house. Yes, that's the key. And win to get. You know what, JJ? Play that real quick. Let's yeah. just play this. This is what you got to do this weekend, Jack. Yeah. This what are you prepared to do? Everything within the law. And then what are you prepared to do? If you open the ball on these people, Mr. Nash, you must be prepared to go all the way. Because they won't give up the fight until one of you is dead. I want to get. Ah, yeah. Hmm? Yeah, that's what you got to do. That's I what hope you you're ready, do. Mahomes. Yeah, take him down. Take him down. All right, we're going to get to some of these off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure as far as what they think can, will, should happen. I hate to give away my man's secret, but he did uh, uh, clip us a picture uh, from Jacksonville International Airport as the uh, big jumbo jet charter was about to leave so he's working he's a nooner working for 1010xl is working uh for jia but he definitely got it out there all right uh here's off the text line i'd love to see a a few plays with the following players on the field kirk jones ingram agnew hasty at once at one running back spot and etn at the other trevor under center play action uh to make the chiefs defense think for a split second and then send the backs in opposite direction and i'm thinking mia more than anything else this is honestly this is reed kind of scrubbing is whatever he's done in the past and try and get rid of some tendencies. This is Peterson scrubbing his Waffle House menu of plays and trying to figure out how he can get rid of his tendencies and coming up with some new wrinkles, some new things to throw at those defenses. It's coincidentally that you mentioned that Waffle House menu, Joe C. Mm-hmm. I just received a message um, from a Jag staffer with that meme of Trevor and Doug standing with the play chart, and it's the Waffle House menu. And uh, the caption was, Doug at 3.30 tomorrow in Kansas City. So do with that information what you will. Speaking of food, a couple more off the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Uh, Shout out to Basil, who says it'll be boiled shrimp for the game. We are still taking your suggestions for what you're going to be serving on Saturday. He says when the Jags take the lead 38-20 in the fourth quarter, firing up the grill and enjoying some victory steak. I also liked we did have. A lemon pepper shout out. We appreciate uh, Mm -hmm. folks who say that they are getting their lemon pepper. I love this one. Let me make sure I get the I get our nooners name out there. So we make sure we give him some love um, because he says that he is going to be doing the Leon special. Here it is. Courtesy of thirty nine twenty seven. Got my Wingstop lemon pepper platter pre-order for tomorrow. Got the cigars ready. Hopefully they're all pro. And the beer is already on ice. Thirty seven twenty four Cisco pick six seals the fate to close out the game. Let's go do Beautiful. I love that. If Cisco is a uh, playmaker tomorrow, you know KC is going to be loud because they're still on him for that legal hit. But let's find out what the Chiefs side has to say. Now, 
Another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line. Brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. We're going to get one of the Kansas City former offensive linemen paired up with our Pro Bowl lineman here, Leon Searcy, as we say hello to Joe Valerio, who joins us on the Farrah and Farrah phone line. Joe, welcome in. How are you? Hey, good afternoon, everybody. I'm, I'm, listen, I haven't had lunch yet. I'm sitting in this radio green room listening to all this talk of food. I don't know how long I can stay on. I'm so I'm hungry now. I'm talking about all this great food. I'm ready to head to the Waffle House. Yeah, it's the truth, man. Scattered, smothered, and covered. Now, listen, uh, it was, uh, in, a, in a lot of ways, an unbelievable surprise after being down 27 nothing. I think most Jaguar fans would admit that, that they were able to come out on top. But a little momentum, a little belief, all that stuff is, is, is now tagging along uh, with this team from Duval coming into KC. What did you think of that comeback win? Well, it was, number one, it was fantastic. And, you know, Doug Peterson, you know, I, I love him. You know, I, I grew up in Philly. I'm from Philly. He has those ties to Kansas City. We came out in the same draft year, one year before Leon. Uh, 91. So, you know, definitely an affinity there and, and got to spend time with him when he was in Philadelphia. He's gutsy. He's a, he's a work, he's a working man's coach. You know, he didn't, he wasn't one of those offensive geniuses that just got handed a head coaching job. He's earned everything he's done, both in his playing career and coaching. I love him. And, you know, I was so happy to see that. I was happy for Trevor. I really have been following him since he was in college. And, uh, I love seeing another team come onto the scene that I know is going to be here for years to come, you know, based on the talent that they have and, and this coaching staff they put together. So I thought it was awesome. Plus they beat the chargers, right? I mean, Leon will tell you anytime you're, you know, one of your uh, division rivals goes down, <laughs> you got to love it, <laughs> you know? So uh, I was happy to see, uh, to see them uh, put one over on the chargers and it was an amazing second half. Joe's not like one of those SEC fans who has to root for, fellow SEC schools. We appreciate that on XL Primetime. Former offensive lineman for the Chiefs, Joe Valerio, host of Believe in Chiefs, joining us on the Fair and Fair phone line. Joe, of course, part of the Chiefs from 91 to 95, even blocked for a guy by the name of Joe Montana. So let's stick on the subject of quarterback. Speaking of old Joe, or other Joe, wow, a lot of Joes here. Uh, Joe Valerio, um, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, that matchup, where do those two rank right now for you in terms of quarterbacks in the National Football League, and what are you seeing from Trevor that gives you hope that he will be in the same category as Mahomes in the years to come? Well, in number one, he he possesses those same type of athletic skills that you're seeing in this new wave quarterback, right? He can uh, he can he can run, he can find the pocket within the pocket. He's mobile, he's agile, he's tall, he's big. Like he's got all the tools. He's he's just got everything that you look for, you know, in this this new quarterback that's out there that. You know, it's not, Leon will tell you, right, we played with those statuesque quarterbacks, you know, Dan Marino's of the world, the John Elway's, you know, guys who just plant themselves in the pocket and sit back there and you got to build that perfect pocket around them to make them effective. You know, that like half of an oval pocket that, you know, we always tried to build uh, back in that era. And and I think Trevor's, you know, he possesses all the skills of, of this new quarterback that can you know, that can get into open spaces, give receivers a little bit of extra time. And uh, he's got the arm. He's, he, you know, he's, he's got the pedigree, you know, where he played in college and what he was able to do there. I, I think the future is really bright for Trevor Lawrence. He, he, he does remind me of, you know, a, a very young, younger, cause he, you know, he, he's getting his, cho- getting his chops going, right. Just like Patrick did a little bit uh, now that he's heading into his second year. And I, I think he's, I think he's got all the abilities to do it. I, I, I watch him. The way that he he interacts with his teammates, 
what he's done and how he's flourished under being unbelievably coachable uh, with Doug Peterson at the helm. So I I just think he's got all the tools to be around for a really long time and and start getting himself getting himself in the conversation with Jalen Hurts, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you know, Justin Herbert, like he's he's going to be in those conversations uh, here going forward, especially since what he did, you know, coming out of that tough first half and what he's able to do in the second half and the grit and determination that he has. I, I, he's got, he possesses all the tools that I would love if I were blocking for him. I know that much. Now, Joe, I'm a big Star Wars fan. Yoda, Obi-Wan, Luke, you know, mm-hmm. Master Apprentice. You've got, you've got Andy Reid. You've got Doug Peterson. I mean, how dynamic of a play call is going to be done this Saturday? I mean, these guys are offensive geniuses. You can only yeah. imagine what they're going to come up with this Saturday to try to get one over on the other. Oh, it's going to be like a chess match. I've been telling her, you know, we have a, I have a, a we have a do a podcast called Believe in Chiefs, and and we've talked about the matchups. We always talk about matchups. You know, of course, you always want to talk about left tackle against the best pass rusher. Right? Everybody knows those key matchups: your strong corner against your best receiver. And for me, this game, I, you know, there's a lot of internal matchups that are going to happen on the field. But I am right there with you. I think this is the matchup of the game. I think it's Doug Peterson able to get inside Andy's head and vice versa. And the chess match of trying to be one to two moves ahead of each other, knowing what they know about each other. And I think that's going to be the thing that I'm going to be watching. You know, the guys patrolling the sidelines as opposed to the guys, you know, patrolling between the hash marks. Uh, It's going to be fun to watch because I I love them both. You know, of course, they both got Philly roots for me. uh, You know, and I mentioned some of the some of the connections to Doug that I have and I just think the world of both of them, and especially what Doug was able to do with that, you know, kind of underappreciated underdog team that was the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl champs. I mean, think about the gutsy play calls, you know, going out on a limb. That's what he does. I mean, he did it on that fourth down, right? I mean, he showed the same passion to Eagles fans as he did to Jags fans in that game when he, you know, he just pulled something out of a hat and said, this is how we're going to do it. You know, this is, this is, we're going to, we're going to play to win. We're not going to play. We're not going to play not to lose. And that's what I love about Doug. So I think it's the matchup of the game myself. Hey Joe, do you get the, the, the feeling that the chiefs realized that that first game was a lot more difficult than the score portrayed? Like it could have been a completely different game. They hit a couple of field goals and that's a different game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, the turnovers got the Chiefs in that game, and they were still over, able to overcome them. And I think that's what's giving a lot of Chiefs fans hope. The thing I love about Chiefs fans, and, and, I'm, and I'm a football fan, you know, I love the Chiefs. I love covering the Chiefs and being supportive of the Chiefs. But I love good football, too. And, you know, I, the Chiefs fans, what I like about them is they don't, they don't get arrogant and cocky. They have a lot of confidence in their team. You know, they're going to trash talk with the best of them when it gets going. But all in all, they're a very respectful organization. It starts at the top with the Hunt family. They've always been that way, and the coaches that they've put in place have always been very respectful about the competition that's out there, and you can't just throw your helmet out and win a game. And that's, and that's what I think was so awesome about playing there uh, was the respect uh, of the other teams that the Chiefs fans have. And, um, you know, I think the Chiefs fans right now are not expecting to go into this game and think, well, you know, we're – four-time AFC championship game contenders and all that jazz. Now, this Chiefs fan is taking this team very seriously, especially after the magic they saw in the second half. And going back to our original part of the conversation, what they know of the connections between 
you know, into the intellectual capital that, that Doug Peterson probably has in his head and on paper about this team. So I, I think Chiefs fans are ready for a battle. You know, as Marty Schottenheimer, my coach, used to say, the fit gets tight at the top, and everybody's in these games for a reason. And the Jags are in this game for a reason, as are the Chiefs. So I'm expecting a much, much better game uh, than, than that game that the, that the scores told us. You know, a 10-point win, I think it's going to be a lot closer uh, in this game myself. A couple more for Joe Valerio, former Kansas City offensive lineman. You can still interact with him with his Believe in Chiefs podcast. You can check that out on wherever you go to listen to podcasts. The one thing, I'm looking at a couple of different things, Joe, but zeroing in on that pressure on Mahomes. When he does feel pressure, his completion percentage, all the stuff, the numbers that you would look at metrics-wise, they all go down. Is that legit in your mind, and is that the only key for the Jaguars to be able to get up on, in this game? Well, you know, Patrick is is the kind of quarterback. I, I, I tell people all the time, like, how do you how do you protect a guy like Patrick Mahomes, and how do you rush a guy like Patrick Mahomes? And I going on to the defensive side, you know, my, my feeling is Patrick Mahomes is a player you have to to discipline rush, and and I think that's the 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 whole uh, it should or it should be the 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 theory of all defensive coordinators with these I call them these new wave quarterbacks, the Jalen Hurts of the world. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, um, in some in some cases Trevor Lawrence. I haven't, haven't seen, you know, he's got some decent yards running this year, but he's not a guy that's going to win a game with his feet the way that some other quarterbacks might. But you know, you got to rush him differently. You know, if number one, if you can rush him with four and get pressure, perfect, right? Keep as many guys back as you can, and you have to discipline rush him. You can't you can't let there be seams. In, in the pocket. It's got to be very tight up front, guard to guard, right? It's got to be solid. You can't get a lot of pressure, a lot of bull rushing where you're getting into a space and, you're, and your ends have to be very disciplined and they're not going upfield too fast and letting him scooch under and, you know, and get around the defensive tackle who might, you know, get clogged up in the middle because you don't want him to have that little extra time to find somebody, you know, and that's where he does a lot of his magic with Travis, right? He, it's always on the move uh, with Travis, right? Because Travis knows how to sit down in zones. He knows how to beat man coverage. And, and that's why they've had such a magical run together. And that's how, if I were Jacksonville and I'm, you know, defensive line coach, and defense coordinator, I'm saying, all right, let's do some kind of a, a mush rush with an occasional spy, you know, so that you can rush that spy guy later as Patrick starts to step up in the pocket. That's where he gets, I think, ineffective, so to speak, to use a strong word there. Uh, like just like you said, to go along what you said, he he tends to be ineffective when he feels people coming up into his face when he finds that little pocket within the pocket. And then of course he'll do Patrick things and flick the ball over his head or whatever, like he did in that one game, which you know he does a lot. He'll shovel past it. He'll do something because the game for him is very slow, you know. And that's that's a special talent that quarterbacks or any athlete have. You know, if you can slow the game down, that's magic. And and I think that's for him. He just he just sees things in slow motion, which is which is unlike you know a lot of athletes, uh, high performing athletes that that take it to the next level. He's just able to do that. So I think a, a disciplined rush will be the way Jacksonville can you know keep him from being as effective as possible. 
Staying with that, a couple more for former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio, who you can find on Twitter at Joe Valerio. That's V-A-L-E-R-I-O 73 and also at the Believe Network. Joe, walk us through the Chiefs offensive line. Obviously, I know it's been a work in progress. It's something that they've really developed over the course of Patrick Mahomes' tenure in Kansas City. Where have the weak spots and the strengths been for that O-line this year? Well, the strengths have have been tackle to tackle or guard to guard. Um, you know, the 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 guard center box for them is is pretty stout. Uh, they generally don't get a lot of penalties inside there. Uh, they don't you know don't get a lot of holding calls. Trey Smith is is an absolute monster. Uh, he's aggressive. Uh, Joe Tooney is just a, a veteran leader. Creed is in, is going to be one of the best centers I think. It, it, it's not the AFC, maybe the, the entire NFL. He's gearing himself up to be one of the best. Super solid inside. Uh, long, long answer to a short question. The struggles have actually been on the outside. Um, you know, Orlando Brown, as highly touted as he was, you know, coming to the Chiefs, uh, there's been a, a, been a little bit of a disappointment with Orlando. Um, early on in the season, it looked as if he was playing like with cement boots. His feet just seemed a little slow. It was hard to tell whether he was hurt or he had some kind of a nagging injury. The Chiefs were pretty hush-hush about anything like that. They weren't letting on to anything. We know that guys get dinged up and you know their, their performance goes down. But there was something going on there, and, it, and it's still been a struggle. He, he, he can get beat from time to time on the outside. Uh, he, he doesn't get beat a whole lot on the inside. He takes away the inside rush pretty well. But he does short, shorten the corner for Patrick quite often. And... Um, same for Andrew Wiley on the other side. You know, Andrew's not playing out of position now because he's been playing this position for a couple of years, but he's not a natural tackle. He, he learned that position through a lot of the injuries that they had, and he won the job this year, uh, you know, when, when guys just didn't step up. You know, Lucas Niang, uh, their draft pick, Darian Kennard, just weren't ready to play. So, you know, he, he won the job, but, you know, I hate to say this about a fellow, you know, we call ourselves the fool, right? The fools, the fraternal order of offensive linemen. <laughs> I hate to, you know, nag on it, nag on a fool brother, but, um, you know, I think Andrew's been the weak link. And, and if, you know, I think that's where the pressure needs to come uh, for the Jags. If they're going to get after Patrick, they're going to have to have to attack that right tackle spot. I don't think they're going to get, they're going to see a, a significant amount of success consistently on the inside. And Orlando will have his shining moments as, you know, Coming into the season, one of the premier tackles. We'll see how people feel after this season. But I think if, if I'm the Jags, I'm bringing pressure from the right, making Andrew Wiley single up, making the, making the Chiefs push the pressure uh, or push the pass protection to the left and try to get as many singles over there as they can uh, on Andrew Wiley. Good stuff, man. We appreciate it, Joe. They can check you out. Believe in Chiefs. That's B-L-E-A-V. Believe in Chiefs. And his podcast, former Kansas City Chief Offensive Lineman Joe Valerio. Thanks, buddy. Enjoy the game. Uh, my pleasure, guys. Anytime. Thanks for having me on. All right. And, and honestly, the we go back, Leon, real quick on the on that offensive line. Uh, you have to find the weaknesses. And, and some of them, you're not going to – like right now, Kansas City's trying to figure out what they're going to stop. Meanwhile, Cincinnati may have three offensive linemen down. You may be at full strength, but someone's got to find the, the weak the weak link. Well, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Dave Caldwell has been watching the film. Mike Caldwell, Mike, Mike Caldwell. Yeah. Did I say hey, Dave? is Dave? Dave what is what not about Dave? Here, man. Uh, Dave is not uh, here. Dave, not here. Okay, all right. Yeah, Dave's not here. There we go. There. Right, right. No, I'm sure Dave, what Mike. He might also be watching the film. <laughs> yeah, he might watch the film. But no, you got to take their weak points. I, I I thought from watching Kansas City, like 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 Joy alluded to, mm-hmm. the interior is solid. 
The interior is solid. And then and, and, and Orlando Brown has had his struggles on and off. The, and the right, I just thought that the right side, right, that we, which we should attack, is probably the weakest link. So I'm, I'm thinking that maybe you blitz that way, maybe you put some speed that way, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that, that'll be interesting to see what, what, what Mike Caldwell does in the game, no, noticing that from watching film. Well, I just tweeted out. You can look at the numbers. He goes from nearly 75% completion to almost down to 40% completion percentage when he faces pressure. So that's going to be one of the keys. We'll keep it rolling into the 1 o'clock hour. Predictions, feels, vibes, all that stuff. We've got a lot of people telling us what they're going to be serving up. We want some sauce, what you think can happen for your Jaguars to win, and then also what you got cocktail-wise, beer-wise, food-wise, setup-wise as you get ready for your party tomorrow with your Jacksonville Jaguars. If you're not having your own, don't forget, the watch party is down at Daly's Place. There's a little chatter about a lot of people wanting to be down there, so who knows how many will show, but you are definitely invited. Get to Jaguars.com, find out how you can get a ticket absolutely free of charge, and go party with the rest of your Duval brethren. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. Banging it out. JJ the DJ getting it done. Give us some of your playlists as you're at home. Your rock anthems getting ready for the Jaguars and Chiefs. You've got all of your kickoff show to the fifth quarter tomorrow to look forward to. The stat, it has been played out a bunch. Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday, uh, which is just classic. You've got all the angles that you can attack when it comes to this football game. What will it take? We've been asking you that on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures and on social media. We'll get to some of those coming up in just a bit. Joe C., Matty Hayes, you can check out his college stuff, SaturdayDownSouth.com. Our pro bowler, Leon Searcy, and Mia O'Brien in Kansas City as she touched down earlier uh, and is getting ready. I, I've already seen on the text line, Mia, that there are some that are heading to the Bold City Brigade party later, and there's all sorts of plans uh, that are like the BCB is coming in in mass to KC. Oh, absolutely, Josie. Uh, I actually ran into Cap and Made by Tim and those boys at the airport at 6 this morning. Um, so they are all making their way here. Uh, I would like to share those details again in case anyone yeah. is listening from Kansas City, which I see plenty of our listeners on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures are looking for Jags fans. Where will Jags fans be in Kansas City? Don't worry. Our boys at BCB, they have you covered. There will be a party tonight that is going to be at johnny's tavern that is 1310 grand boulevard right outside of the power and light district cap is saying that they are already expecting a maximum capacity at johnny's tavern <laughs> so get there early the party starts at seven it goes until whenever but they have contacted several of the other bars if you've never been to the power and light district in kansas city it's an awesome spot there are plenty of restaurants plenty of bars around there um this event is free at johnny's tavern so stop on by obviously you'll have to pay for your own food and beverage um but it's free for entry the all-inclusive fan tailgate that the bcb is hosting tomorrow that i believe is all but sold out they have over 800 people that have purchased packages so at the very least that's 800 plus people that will be attending the game and i can assure you boys on my flight here 
there's a whole lot more Jags fans than just those 800 who will be making their way to Arrowhead tomorrow. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. They, we know that they show up. They're passionate. They're there uh, rooting on the Jags, and we'll see what they can do this go-around. You're rooting against uh, a machine. You really are if you take a look at what uh, Mahomes has done. And, and the numbers are, are striking for him. There's no doubt about it. But if you start stacking up his numbers against uh, Trevor Lawrence's numbers, Leon, uh, fan sided one of the local uh, – Jaguar sites put the numbers together, and and they're eerily close. Okay, in terms of completion percentage, yards, the record as far as the you know what both of them have been able to do at the helm. And so Trevor's just throwing his name into the conversation. He's a guy who has a chance to come in here and make people start talking about him. Maybe not as much as Mahomes. We understand that, but at least start talking about him and constantly bringing him into the conversation. Well, well, Trevor has to uh, make his mark. I mean, Trevor's going to be here for the next decade or so. He has to understand that if you want to get to where you want you want to go as far as a quarterback, as far as a team, as far as an organization, which is the Super Bowl to be hoisted in Lombardi, you're going to have to go through Patrick Mahomes. You have to go through Josh Allen. You're going to have to go through Joe for the next decade or so. So you might as well you might as well lace up your gloves because mm-hmm. you're going to have to you're going to have to fight them almost every year. So, I mean, th- th- this is not no sparring match. Mm-hmm. This is a heavyweight fight. This is what it's going to be for the next decade. Yeah, so. get used to it. Get I used mean, to I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, I don't shy away from it. You no, want, embrace you want, it. Yeah, you want. Listen, you want as an organization. You want to have to go through teams like this because if you, it was a time with K, with KC. Uh, they had to lace up and go against the Patriots. You yeah. know, they, they had to lace up and finally beat the Patriots and get to their to their promised land. We got to do the same thing, and we understand that that you want to lace up and fight Patrick Mahomes for the next decade or so. Then get used to it. Plus, this is. Every quarter when you when a quarterback hits that elite level, they have that one game. I mean, you could say last week's game was that game because he threw four picks. And then, I don't think that's the game yet. I think the game was when you go on the road mm-hmm. in a big time atmosphere in a big time game, and you and you basically carry your team. Yep. This is a great opportunity for not only for the entire team, but really for Trevor Lawrence to put his stamp on himself, his young career, and where he's headed. The, the ascension of this kid in the last two months has just been remarkable. You go into Kansas City, you put a number on them, you win that mm-hmm. game and walk out of there, you are suddenly not only people calling you a top-five quarterback, there's going to be people that are going to say, well, this, see, there's Mahomes and there's Josh Allen and there's who? Trevor they're, Lawrence. They're going to start saying stuff like Trevor that. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, and then suddenly it becomes <laughs> they're a real threat for the Super Bowl this year, and then the narrative's going to be, this franchise, they're a threat now moving forward for 10 years because yeah. of this kid. Yeah. 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 I mean, as as a remarkable regular season as the Jaguars have made it, going 9-8, and eight, winning the division, legends are made in the playoffs. This was, this was what you want. This is, this is why you come to the party. You come to the party to dance, not just show up. And this, I, listen, I expect this team, I did expect this team to full-fledged play they're behinds off for 60 minutes because right. they haven't showed us anything other than that all season long. Outside of Detroit, they've been in every game going into the fourth quarter. They make it a fourth quarter game, all the pressure is on them. Yeah, exactly. All, they're at home. They're the number one seed. They're double-digit favorites. Everybody's picking them to win and compete for the Super Bowl. Jacksonville makes the game 23-20. Either way, they're either 23 or – they make it going into the fourth quarter. Now all the pressure's on Casey. All right, Mia, listen to these numbers because you know Andy Reid, I, I said earlier at the beginning of the show, he's he's looking to 
pick up his 20th postseason win. He will move up into a tie for second if he does that. He's third right now, belly at the top, Landry right there with 20 wins. We're talking legendary wait, stuff. Wait, Josie, Josie, yeah. are, are you giving me a stat that isn't Patrick Mahomes has as many playoff wins as the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. as a franchise? Yeah. Because I got to tell you, boys, on the flight in, watching Good Morning Football, watching ESPN, yeah, if I saw no. that stat one more time, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, Come on, people, no. find yeah. another stat. Joe's got them for you. Yeah, this one's not pretty, okay, but it's just the, it's just the facts. Andy Reid, 99-23-1 straight up when they are favored by more than seven points. 99-23-1. Saucy so nugs. They come away with victories. But, you know, if you're a betting person, they're 59-64 and 64 against the spread. And so you've got to look Wait, at it. I got a nug for yeah. you. Yeah. Doug Peterson as the as the underdog in the playoffs, 6-0. and oh. yeah. Saucy Doug Peterson. Nugs. Another one, JJ. Oof. Doug Peterson Wait, against, against, oh against the spread. Against the spread. Against, <laughs> hang on. Against the straight spread. Up. Against straight up. Against the spread, 5-1. and one. Five and one. Saucy Beautiful. nugs. Yeah. And so I look at it. Matt like, brought stats today. I yeah. love it. And, and here's one what of the. What do the kids call it? Receipts? Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, if he's the underdog yes. and he's 6 and 0 straight up, he should be 6 and 0 against the spread. That doesn't make sense, but go ahead. I would think that would, that right there is the number right there. If he All is, I know is what I saw in NFL yeah. Network. <laughs> okay. If he is 6 and 0, oh, that <laughs> is huge. And what you're talking about is a couple of different things. And I'm looking at some of the breakdowns that some of the people have done, uh, Mia, and you're talking about Steve Spagnola versus Doug Peter because that's honestly what it is. Andy Reid is going up against Mike Caldwell. Caldwell's going to have to come up with as much as he can to try and figure out a way to get to Pat Mahomes. Spagnola, some of these numbers that have been thrown out there, 252 snaps with six defensive backs on the field. That is the third most in the league, and that means he's going to try and account for Kirk, Ingram, Zay, Marvin, all of them at the same time. So that does honestly mean to me they need to be able to run the football. We've talked about it a thousand different ways, but if he, if they're going to go out with their dime, heavy dime package, they better be able to run the football. Well, I mean, even if they're in their dime package, they got to cover. I, I they're one of the that. worst teams in the league. <laughs> I, this is the number one seed. Matt, Matt, okay, said, and, and, that's and my this, saucy nug. Yeah, my saucy nug. Right, building off that, Matt. Again. The Kansas City Chiefs allowed the most passing touchdowns despite that dime package, despite Steve Spagnuolo having the experience he does. 33 passing touchdowns allowed this year. Again, they played the AFC South. They had to play the Colts and the Texans. They lost to one of them. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's say hello to Bees, a guy who will be uh, very, very interested in the backfield for, for both the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Kansas City Chiefs. Killer Bees, Aaron Beasley, uh, he will join us next right here on XL Primetime. The Big Hair Heavy Metal Friday on XL Primetime. Playoff season is here, but you know we are still cranking out the best Big Hair Heavy Metal Friday song selections. Be sure to hit us up on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosure, 641-1010 with your song suggestions. Or, of course, you can always reach DJ JJ back at 1010XL World Headquarters at that same number. Myself coming at you live from Kansas City, the boys of primetime hanging back in Jacksonville at 1010XL World Headquarters. Aaron Beasley going to join us in just a little bit. Want to get to a couple off the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Some of our friends want to shout out our boy P and Dutt from the West Side. I got a chance to meet him over at Strings Brewery for the pep rally a few weeks ago before the Jaguars-Titans de facto championship. Uh, You guys are going to want to go check out 
on our 1010XL channels. I just posted it. P sent us a photo he took from today's pep rally of old quarterback number 16. And uh, I, I posted it with the caption, caption this. So I'm excited to get some of the responses on the Twitter machine at 1010XL. Line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, a receipt for a whole pig uh, from one of our Jaguar fans that went and picked it up. Uh, and he's put the money in it, and now he's going to put a little marinade on it for the whole pig. All right, let's say hello to a guy who's been in these big ball games. Now, another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line, brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. Aaron Beasley, he was one of the victors in one of the biggest ball games this team has ever and this fan base has ever experienced, 62-7 over the Miami Dolphins, part of that big run. Uh, if you go back in time in the 90s, Bees, how are you, man? I'm all good. I'm all good. Excited. Thinking about the game. I feel like I'm about to play, man. I'm, I'm excited for the guys. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the city. It's like everywhere you go, you can just feel the energy. Uh, go to the golf range, hit a little go jags, and people just, you know, it's, it brightens people up. You know, it's like this city's on fire right now. It, it is awesome. It really is. All right, so – before we talk keys to this game, give us a little bit of what you were experiencing the comeback uh, in the second half Saturday night. Man, it was it was depressing at first, and, and it lets you know the the highs and lows of a game and and why you got to stay even keel. And and me in the stands seeing it, it was like it was unbelievable, you know, to see how a team could start so bad, not even thinking about the rest of the game. Um, and it's like you almost lose hope. Um, I was thinking about going out to the halftime and go get me a drink or something. But <laughs> I stayed, and I, I, I just like – I feel like from from the perspective of being a fan the last two games and looking at it um, from that perspective, it's like you could really see the energy of the crowd really energize the team. You know, everybody stayed. Everybody kept cheering, and it was like – it was a one-of-a-kind experience for me as a former football player. Now, Bees, I, I look at this this season as, a, as 96 rebooted, uh, so to say, because uh, uh, Jacksonville, just like in the second round, we had to go up against the Broncos. No one gave us – no one outside of Duval gave us a shot in that game, and we understood that we were going to be road dogs, and we had to have a different mindset going on the road – to beat the Demogronkos, who was the number one seed. Well, what do you see this team – what do you think this team should concentrate on as far as the, their mindset going into this game against the mighty Kansas City Chiefs? I think the mentality has to be to be even kill. You know, like, you know they're going to make plays. You know there's going to be momentum shifts. But you just got to keep playing and play every play like it's your last play, like literally, because it could be for the year and – you know, at the same time, you got to be loose. I mean, that's one thing with us. We didn't have anything to lose. Man, we're like, man, we're 16 and a half point underdogs. What do we have to lose? We ain't even supposed to be here, they say. So it's the same perspective. You know, you go in there and you know it's only like 60 people in that locker room, 70 people in that locker room, and you just go. Everybody's backs against the wall. Every play, refocus, and just keep going until the zero is on the clock. 
Jaguar great Aaron Beasley joining us on the Fair and Fair phone line. Bees, let's talk about your boy Andre Cisco. I know he didn't live up to your pregame prediction you gave me last week with the pick and everything else, but I want to talk about what happened the last time he and the Jags made the trip out here to Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs fans doesn't seem like they forgot that hit on Juju Smith-Schuster. So in addition to reminding us once again why, A, that was a legal hit, Bees, can you tell us a little bit about what it's like as a former, as a player from when you played, going into an environment where the opposing fan base has your number, so to speak, and specifically may have some targeted words for you? Uh, that that did happen to me, you know, because uh, my rookie year, I didn't care. Like, I knew I was going against John Elway. I knew his, his status as a, a Hall of Famer. Um, and that's, to me, it's like when you make your mark. Uh, I was a rookie out there. Uh, Andre's what in his second year. It's like that's the playoffs is where you make your name because everybody's watching. I mean, there's only four four games this weekend, and excuse me, what is it? Yeah, four games this weekend, right? Yeah. And and everybody's watching. I mean, so you want to you want to let people know who you are, and that's how you you make a name for yourself. That's all I was trying to do: go out there, play within myself, uh, just trust my technique. And just play confident. Believe what you see. And I already sent a text to uh, Andre, and my point was this week, you got to have quick eyes and you got to have disciplined eyes. Because, you, like, Patrick Mahomes could do a lot of different things with that ball and his pump fakes. So it's always feet moving, always quick eyes, and always disciplined eyes. I'm so glad you said because that was my next question. So the stress on these guys in this game now, bees the, the secondary, and really the pass rush too, because you know it, it's, you know, they're going to need some type of rush or they're going to have to cover for that extra half second or extra second or extra second and a half. That's a lot of stress, right? Yes, it is. And that's why this is a whole team game. You know, guys got to stay in their lanes. Um, you know, a strategy we, we use, I mean, our scene against a guy like Michael Vick one time, we, the team didn't even pass rush. They just stayed in their lanes. And, you know, you make them think and dunk. You make them earn it. Uh, because when you get the long drives, uh, the defense has the, the 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 best option of you know making these guys have longer distance in their third downs, you know stopping the runs, and then staying in your lanes and just being disciplined and just fly to the ball. <laughs> Couple more for Aaron Beasley, Jaguar great. He was part of that playoff run back in the '90s, and we're looking at what can happen against Kansas City tomorrow. Now, Bees the Jaguars statistically fifth worst passing defense. They give up about 240 yards per game. We know that Kansas City's going to try and throw it all over the lot, but they've come on in the second half with more pressure. I think Josh Allen has like 16 pressures over the last handful of games. Is that the is that the recipe right there? The fact that that line has been able to get to the quarterback more and more of late. It definitely is the reason because, you know. When, when a guy has to get rid of the ball quicker or has to hold on to the ball, it all works together. So one thing T-Brack always tell me, you know, just give me a fraction of a second longer. So you know he's telling you he, he can get there. So just being tighter and, and being a little more aggressive on the coverages. But, I mean, at the same time, you just you, you line up and, you know, you know they're going to they're gonna make their plays. You just got to make them, like, not big plays. You got to – have no yak, no yardage after the catch. So when they catch that ball, you got to be tackling them right away. 
Yeah, I, I was just thinking about that. We The key against Kansas City is that not to let their receivers get any extra yards after they catch the ball. But, Bees, if you're out there and you know the way you play the game and you know that you're going up against a high-powered uh, offensive team, are you going to take your chances on some of the plays, or, or jump some routes, or are you just going to stay disciplined uh, to whatever coverage you, you, you might be in? I'm going to find a way to make a play by, you know, my film study and – I still see it today. You know, these guys, the way they line up, you know, you just got to trust it and believe it. That's one thing about me. I might have been slow. I might have been slow as you, Big Sirs. But, man, I, if I see something, I'm going. Because, like, you only get that one shot. You know, sometimes you're going to make the play. But if, if you trust yourself and trust what you studied, these coordinators are going to run their calls. They're, they have egos. They're, they think their coordination is the best on the planet. So. What you see is what you're really going to get. They're not going to change anything right now. So believe what you see. Trust your instincts. So, Bees, you would not you would not try to pressure like with more bring more than they can block. Then your your idea is to try and cover as best you can and make them earn it. No, I think you got to mix it up. But I think at the same time, you you have to do something new that they haven't seen as well. So there should be some kind of special package or some kind of special defense in this week that they haven't seen that could probably give some confusion because you want to buy some plays out there when, when, when we can like buy a little time with, with our pressure, we can, we can cover a little longer and then get there, you know? So I think it all has to work together. Some zone blitzes, some, some straight up man blitzes, but just changing it up and giving him different looks. Real quick bees before we let you go on the other side of the ball is there anyone on Steve Spagnuolo's defense for this Kansas City Chiefs that scares you? Is there anybody you look at and you say, hmm, we should be talking about this guy, perhaps someone not named Chris Jones? I think Snead could be a problem for us. Uh, he's going to line up on Kirk a lot in that slot, and he's pretty good in, in, in his run fills as well as his coverage. So we're going to have to have somebody block him because I've seen him blitz a lot. Uh, we got to always keep an eye on him. So Snead, and also I would say those linebackers, they have a lot of speed, and uh, they could give Ingram some issues as well because Gay and uh, I forget the other guy's name, uh, they both can run. So they got speed inside, and we just got to we just gotta block up. I think running the ball is going to be the key. Having a game plan like Tennessee had against us a couple weeks ago, keeping that offense off the field, keep that offense cold, it's all going to work together. All right, big bro, I know that you had a dream about yourself back in the day when you picked off Danny Marino twice, sent him right into retirement. Uh, what would be that, that star that's in your head right now uh, wearing the teal and black tomorrow? Tomorrow, it's going to be Jenkins. Mm. Jenkins is going to do something. I mean, he's, he's around that ball so much, and I, I feel like somebody in the secondary is going to change the game because Jenkins will probably be on Kelsey the most, and you know he's going to go to him. So. I'm yeah. putting it on the deuce. Put it on the deuce today. Right. <laughs> I love it. All right, dude. Listen, we in, well, we appreciate all your insight. Uh, you know that we know that you'll be fired up for the game tomorrow, and then we'll probably catch up if they keep moving on. We're catching up with bees. All right, man. Have a good one. All right, buddy. Let's take go, care. Let's go, Jack. Mm-hmm. There he goes. There he goes. You might have to give us like a huge duval before you leave. You know that, right? <clears throat> you gave us one last week. Yeah, uh, just to get right. everybody in the city geek, because you know they're listening to us. Oh yeah, give us all driving around. But you know what? Their cubicles. But I'm telling you something. What's crazy is that that, that Beasley said that uh, he's nervous, like 
He was He's playing. about to go play the game. I, yeah. Bro, I've been feeling jewelry all this morning. <laughs> Bro, I'm, I'm standing up walking around by, I'm standing up walking talking to y'all. I'm walking around. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even sit down and talk. Yeah, he's ready. He's, he's ready. ready. He's well, ready. give us a Duval. Okay, just for Jacksonville, Duval. All right. There you go. go, Jags. There you go. Beautiful. Thank you, Bees. Bees. That's awesome. Love it, Bees. Thanks, buddy. Now, well, Big hey, Sirs I mean, listen, is, Coach. Yeah. Coach Campo was nervous yesterday or yesterday. He was so nervous. He, he had to stay on the disabled list and, you know, the injured list. So, Hey, listen, everybody's feeling those jitters, but as coach Campo told us yesterday, maybe Patrick Mahomes should be feeling those jitters or Andy Reid. Honestly, it comes down. I, I threw the number out. Josh Allen, 16 pressures in the last three games. He's got to get to Mahomes, and he's been a little bit of an X factor here. Of late. Sack, sack right. each of the last three games. Too, yeah. By the way. All right, sir. Uh, a thought, a pick, and then you can, uh, head out with a with a Duval. Okay. Well, listen, I'm feeling the same way Beasley's playing. I'm not even playing in the game tomorrow, but just, I'm I'm a part of I'm a part of this family, this Jaguar family. And I've been waiting so long for this team to wake up, mature, and play the game, play football the way they're supposed to play. It. And thank God for Doug Peterson because he's got these guys believing that they can get things done. And I got goofs goosebumps just thinking about this whole thing. But I'm not, I'm not nervous. Right now, I'm not do. nervous for them <laughs> in the sense that I'm nervous about the you know I'm nervous about the fact that they don't understand that how close they are to 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 ascending to where the Super Bowl, man. Yeah. They they're close. They 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 are very close and they, and I have been saying it all week long last couple of weeks. This team the Chiefs are in our way. They're in our way to our destiny, which is to ultimately playing the Super Bowl. So I'm excited about the opportunity they have before them. Take advantage of this opportunity. It doesn't come too often. But, uh, yeah, I've got the Jaguars winning. I've, been, I'm, I've got the Jaguars winning 30-24. to 30-24, to 24, round of applause. Big Surge is going to get them fired. Wow. I know they're just going 30 crazy to 24, right baby. now. Yes, absolutely. I got them. And I, I'm, that's not – that When Leon's feeling it I'm, this year, if he's getting the and, feeling – And I'm not being a homer. I'm not being a homer. I just feel like this Jaguar team – it's just going to surprise so many people. They're going to come out. They're going to be thorough. It's not going to be waiting until the second half to start playing ball. They're going to come right out, go toe-to-toe with the mighty giant, and they're going to slay the dragon. All right, so you've got the fifth quarter. You're talking dirty to me, and I kind of yeah. like yes. that guy after, mm-hmm. a couple hours after it goes final. Absolutely. And uh, you'll be you'll be fired up and ready to go. Then. Oh, yeah, I'm ready now. Yeah. All right. I'm ready now. It's here, we're going to All right. We're going to get your here picks here in a second. Now, get it, get, get them all going before you leave. Duval! Big college games, three big NFL games. Who on XL Primetime can beat the spread? All right, guys, we only have a few games left. And Joe is leading by four. Joe, 63, 50, and six. (laughs) Matt and Mia tied for second, 59, 40, 54, and 6. And there's only seven games left. Me and Leon tied for last. You could literally wrap it up this week. There's only seven games. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, by the way, my, my, my bookie, I, I call him, you know, TC's twin that is sitting by right now. Not mybookie.com, your literal bookie. Yeah. It, it Those are my sit. friends. <laughs> yeah. You mean like, with, with you mean like Dr. Odds? Well, no, this is another one. Right. This, this, he and his wife, Carrie, they are there partying, <laughs> ready to go. They're going to be got a lot of at bookies. Johnny's Tavern later. They are so fired up right now. But he is listening to these lines right now, and hopefully we'll communicate quickly with uh, him. All right, I'll go through Leon's quickly. He just all left, right. but he gave me his picks. He likes the Jags, Eagles, Bills, and Niners. 
All right, we'll start with Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll leave the Jags for last. Okay. So Giants at Eagles. Eagles, of course, coming off a bye week. Seven and a half point favorites at home. You know, you got to think to yourself, there is something around Jalen Hurts and the shoulder and just how healthy he is. But they also had the week off. I think Wink Wink Martindale is going to send the house to try and hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him. And they're going to be able to run the ball. You know what? I'm going to bite. I'm going to take seven and a half points. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to pick. But I'm going to pick completely opposite of you just because I'm trying to catch you. Several different I have to catch you. However, I will say. So I'm writing you down for Eagles. Yes, I love the points too. I love the hook. But I'm going to take the Eagles because Joe's got the. Mia? Uh, Uncle Pete, Pete Prisco, CBS Sports, tweeted this morning, the dogs will be barking this weekend in the best weekend of sports. That is why I'm going to pick the Giants to cover. Eagles will win, but I think Brian Dable's got them boys playing well, and they do cover. Um, Yeah, I I like the Giants to cover as well. I think 7.5 is a pretty big number for a team that, uh, I mean, even before the bye, they weren't playing great. Um, Bengals at Bills. Bills Five-and-a-half-point yeah. favorites at home. Joe. I hear what you're saying right there, just in the way you're putting the number out. It was bigger than I expected. It's not easy I'm to not be on top of the I'm not saying they won't huh? cover. I'm just – well, I am saying that. Well, it's funny. I feel the same way. Like, something's telling me i got to take the Bills because of the number. Think about what happened. Both the Bills and the Bengals almost lost, okay? If not for Hubbard's big play, we're talking a – you can call that a 14-point swing. They were about to score. Oh, yeah. The Ravens were. Oh, yeah. And – they have been beaten up. Against by, the backup quarterback at home. Yeah, they've been yeah. beaten up by the Ravens now consecutive weeks. I'm talking physically. Yeah. They've been beaten up a little bit. Uh, but take I still bills. want to take that number. Ooh, I'm going to take those points. You're going to take the points of the Bengals? I'm taking the Bengals, yes. I'm taking the Bengals. I guess I got to take the Bills then. I do feel like the NFL is just – it's just this machine is headed towards the Bills need to make the Super Bowl. We open the season with Bills, Rams. They're already talking about the neutral site game, which, yes, I see everyone on Twitter who says, oh, they always have to pre-sell tickets. Yeah, but you don't need the head of PR for the league coming out with a statement about, look at all these tickets we sold. Just how popular Um, that ticket was, yeah. Yeah, oh, my goodness, all these fans in Atlanta. Um, I'm picking the Bills for that reason, but I would love nothing more, nothing more than for the Jaguars or the Bengals to make that neutral site game all for naught. Yeah. So, Who'd you pick again? Uh, he took the Bengals. Yeah, I love and By the, the way, the love jo- Josh Allen, 22 takeaways. Okay? I know. I know. I, that's why I love the points in this game. I'm going to take the Bills because i got to go opposite of you. Okay. Um, all right. Dallas at Niners. Dallas obviously coming off that huge win on Monday night. Travel to San Francisco where they are a four-point underdog against the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Uh, Brock Purdy, uh, it uh, believe it or not, it was kind of Purdy. Uh, next-gen <laughs> stats threw out a number where he almost everything he threw was to an open guy. That's how good Kyle Shanahan is. He didn't force it into any coverage. I think money from Vegas is forcing that number up. People are falling in love with what Dak and the Cowboys did to Tommy and the Bucks. I'm laying the points. You're taking the nine. Matt. I'm laying the points. All right. I think the Cowboys are winning outright. Whoa. Moneyline Matt. I li- <laughs> this is new name if he wins. Moneyline Matt. So you, you, you're you laying the points. You're taking the Niners. All right. I yeah. got the Cowboys. Me? Good, because I think they're winning so the whole, out. 
the hook has actually disappeared over the past 24 hours on my bookie. Of course, you are good friends who you can visit at mybookie.ag slash sportsbook on the interwebs. Uh, I, I like where your head is at, Matt, because if the Cowboys are going to put this, we, you know, the jinx is over. We actually are going to win games in the playoffs. We're going to have more playoff wins than those lowly Jaguars in the next five to six years. They need to win this one, but I think the Purdy Magic lasts for one more week because I do believe Kyle Shanahan, if not Doug Peterson, is the coach of the year in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Um, this smells like Niners win by three, doesn't it? <laughs> it and does I get screwed. Of. But I am going to take the 49ers. I think that win against Tampa's fool's gold. Uh, Tampa sucks. All right, did Mia, did you lay the points? She's or? taking the Niners. Okay, all right. Uh, and I am as well. All right, last but certainly not least... Jags at Chiefs. Jags, we all know the spread by now. It's nine. Joe, who do you got? Yeah, it it really is so tough. I looked at the number. That's why I threw it out there earlier that Andy Reid is so dang good uh, with a seven-point favorite that he's coaching, but against the spread, not so much. Uh, This team has got to get on skates early and make something happen. Then that pass rush can affect Pat Mahomes. Uh, I, I, I mean, why wouldn't I take those points and and root on Duval. Okay. All of Duval. I'm rooting for you. I thought we were out of the woods on the uh, MJD ring of hell after at halftime of last week's game on the NFL network, the former Jags running back said, yep. Nope. Jaguars are going to come back in this game, despite having to pick against them each of the past six weeks, because they keep winning when he picks against them. And I'm in the same boat. He did pick the chiefs 24, 20 yesterday. I'm going to, also pick the Chiefs. Wink, wink. The streak goes on, if you know what I mean. Yes. All right, so you you took the Jags. Yeah. So I got to take the Chiefs, The Chiefs, JJ. I love the number. It's a lot of points. A lot of and points. And we're fixed at nine right now as opposed to eight and a half, yeah. which is I'm also not gonna, I'm not going to go right out and say they're going to win outright, but I love that number. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll – yeah. I li- Yeah. I'll take the Chiefs. You I were saying early I, – I got that, but I got you. Um, I love the stat that Matt threw out earlier – where uh, Peterson is 5-1 and one overall as an underdog, 6-0 against the spread. So I'm taking the Jags. I think the Jags cover. I don't think they win, unfortunately. But Jags hang it. Uh, you know, they come back in the second half, as they always do, and make it a close game. I like the Jags in this one. And, and honestly, if we could just get, you know, that, that energy and point production out of all the guys that they got in the second half this past week, that is just massive. And look what Christian Kirk did the first time against that defense. Uh, and look, they're going to try and dial it up. Spagnola is just like Mike Caldwell is going to try and dial it up here. But uh, that rhythm, that feel, that belief, all that stuff, can uh, it can pop back up in, in, in Arrowhead tomorrow afternoon. I See, I don't wait. like the whole rhythm and feel thing. I just don't like it. They're yeah. a good team. Yeah, They're a good team. Well, They've got saying, good players. Uh, uh, no, how, I know you are. Yeah, I know you are. a good team by having rhythm and feel. I know you are. I'll, I'll, I just, it just, Matt has no rhythm. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it just feels like everything's like, oh, well, this is like a happy-go-lucky, you know, it's a magical. No, like, they're a good team. Yeah, like they don't deserve it or yeah, something. Yeah, they're a good team, man. They can go out there, play their game, they can win that game. Yeah, there's. Uh, they're a good team. They're they're a good team that happens to still be a year ahead of schedule. And that that's the craziest part to me. And I'll leave I'll, I'll leave you guys with this in this uh, before we head into the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, and I know Joe C is headed out the door. I've had a lot of conversations in the building this week about how many guys, which – there are a lot of guys whose contracts are expiring 
after this season or could be restructured and how many dudes are saying they want to come back next year because they want to play for Doug and they see what this program, this organization is building. And if you had told me that four years ago, three years ago, heck a year ago that you would have players in the building saying that, that says to me that while yes, they know they're playing with house money right now and they're focused on this year, this thing is not just being built for a year. This is a long-term project. Yeah, the coach before this one said he wanted to make 904 a destination. This coach is making 904 a destination. All right, uh, we're going to head to the 2 o'clock hour. I look and I see the gun show. He kicked the door open. Tom McManus, Tommy Mack, meathead, number 55. You hear him on Jaguars today, but he's going to pop in in the 2 o'clock hour. I got a little hour. nervous actually when yeah, I Oh, believe he kicked the door open <laughs> with the shades on, uh, you know, it, it, the dad bod, you know, all that stuff. He just came flying in here. Uh, but as we head out, and, and I do have to head to the PJ Tour, but off the text line, this is what 1010XL is all about, honestly. It says, sitting in the hospital with my dad, listening to the show on the app. Thanks for helping us get through the day. Go Jags. Duval. That's it right there in a nutshell. All of Duval. All together. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. Two o'clock hour is here on the East Coast. One o'clock here in the central time zone in Kansas City, M.O. That is the site of tomorrow's AFC Divisional Round matchup between your Jacksonville Jaguars and those Kansas City Chiefs. I see lots of folks on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures listening on the 1010XL app here from Kansas City or wherever they are traveling to Kansas City from. We appreciate all you guys for chiming in. And, of course, you can hit that text line at 641-1010. Joe C. out the door at 1010XL headquarters. And we say hello to the meathead, the man, the myth himself. Tommy Mack, what's going on, brother? Mia, how you doing? Back in the doing Midwest. Fantastic. Huh? Hey, All right. we appreciate you pinch hitting. I know uh, we we love to have as many folks as we possibly can here on XL Primetime on a big hair heavy metal Friday. You could keep those song suggestions coming as well. I know you just wrapped up a catching up with Tommy Mack Friday edition. We'll start 30,000 feet view. How are we feeling, Tommy? I feel great. I mean, I feel really confident about this team. I look, I mean, think about where they came from and where they're at and how they built it and how they just, the grit they had to have. You know, 2-6, and 3-7 and seven to, to win the division. Then the way they won last week. You talk about grit. Coming back 27-0, you know, to win that game. Uh, man, I feel really good, Mia. Look, they're, they're, of course the Chiefs are a great team. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, anything happens in the playoffs, and I believe in momentum. I do. You don't Look, I don't expect them to be rusty like, you know, other teams may be rusty, but I believe in momentum, and I think our team's going to go in there with a lot of swag, a lot of confidence, and be in attack mode. And you know what? Anything can happen. How could those guys not be confident? Oh, my gosh. I mean, after the last seven weeks, eight yeah. weeks, how could you not think, we're going to win this game? Like, I mean, perfect examples, and I don't know if you know this anecdote, the last drive of the game, they're in the huddle, and Marvin Jones just starts laughing. Yeah. And, you know, he was asked, why are you laughing? He said, because we knew we were going to win the game. We were all laughing. Yeah. They knew they were going to win. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you get that kind yeah. of juju behind you. Right. It's important, right? Yeah. It's trust. It's belief. It's, you know, just wanting to do great for your brother next to you, you know, great for your team. And, you know, it's everything's heightened, too. So now the spotlight's really on every single play, man. You just got to – it's exciting. It's great. And you're right. They should be really confident. I believe they are. 
Now, Tom, we've spent a ton of this week talking about how the Jaguars will defend Patrick Mahomes perhaps differently than the first meeting between these two teams in November. But your area of expertise is the linebacking core. So as we start big picture here in the 2 o'clock hour of XL Primetime, I'm curious your evaluation of the inside linebackers so far in 2022, where does their play need to improve to help the Jaguars pull out a victory tomorrow? Well, look, I think last time they were on, the uh, Lloyd struggled in coverage a little bit. Hopefully he's better at that. I think Aluakin's great. I, I, he's, he's, he's a perfect uh, backer. He's great against the run. He can cover. Um, you know, look, Muma has been very solid. Obviously, he tapered off a little bit, but overall, he's been solid. I think he can he can do the job. A little concerning on the coverage aspect, but I'll tell you this, Mia. I want to see more blitzing from, from Aluakin and Lloyd. Think about it. The times that they were sent, they were successful. Aluakin is kind of sneaky fast. He is. And he doesn't have to cheat. See, I used to have to cheat. I'm not trying to make a joke, but I'd have to time it up. You know, just to, right. to, to, to make sure that I had a chance. These guys, they don't. They sit, they wait. Why do they wait till that lineman thinks, oh, he's not coming? Right. And then you go, and they're fast enough to get there. And Alua can sneaky fast. So I'm thinking Mike Caldwell is going to help. Yeah, you're going to help them with coverage a little bit. You may in and out Kelsey with one of them and Ray Sean or Cisco, depending on what side he's on. But you're going to send them, man. Put pressure. I heard uh, Bees, I think, what he was talking about. Man, I'm a pressure guy because nobody likes getting hit. They do not like getting hit. And even Mahomes, right. even Mahomes, who's we've seen him, he gets rattled. They all get rattled. It's you know, it's I shouldn't say all get rattled, but majority of the time when you're whacking them, they get rattled and it, and they make bad plays. They make bad decisions. So I don't know. I I'm I'm looking for an aggressive game plan. My whole underlying the underbelly of this whole thing, you got nothing to lose, man. Yeah. Just go for it. Let it rip. And give it all you got and let the chips fall, and it's going to be great either way. Especially the way Darius Williams has been covering since he's been moved outside. Absolutely. So yeah. now you got two guys that can – I mean, nobody even throws at Tyson Campbell anymore. Literally, last yeah. three games, they don't throw at him. Right. So now Darius Williams is playing better. Yeah. So why would you not, at the very least, just mix it up a little bit? I agree. Mix it up a little bit, yep. bring it back, or bring Jenkins off the edge, bring Cisco off the edge, yep. something unique, right? Yeah, no, no, no doubt about something that. exotic. Yeah, well, just something they, they, they're not ready for or haven't seen or you haven't used in a while. You know, you may go back to the tape. I don't know. You may go back to week two somewhere or week three or week four and be like, wow, that was that was really effective. Let's try to throw something at him. I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you, I mean, you get to confuse Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. He's Probably been around, not. you know, he's, and, and if you do, he's going to scramble out and he's going to make a throw. But guess what? When he's being chased by hungry wolves and they want to kill him, you know what I mean? He makes, he's got to hurry that throw up, especially if you, you've gotten to him. I think last week, did I read the Jags had 10 hits on Herbert? Is that right? 10 QB I hits, least, I think, yeah. total? I think least, let, me, yeah. let me look that well, up yeah, right now. I thought it was. Anyway, I thought it was double digits. That's what I'm talking about. Hurries are one thing. Hits are a total different thing, in my opinion. Just that affect, means you're not Just affecting them. the quarterback. You're hitting them. You're yeah. hitting them, and maybe they're going to the ground, maybe they're not, but you are hitting them and making sure that they're aware that, you know what, if I hold on to this ball too long, I'm going to get hit. I'm that, somebody that affects after. a throw, too. Absolutely. That affects, affects timing. It affects yep. anticipate. I, You know, I, a month ago I was I said sacks were overrated and people were killing me on the text line. Yep. They are, to an extent, overrated. Clearly you get the negative yardage, but what you're talking about, the hits yep. and the pressures affecting the what the guy has to do, getting him off his mark. Yep. That can be just as important. You know, every pass play on TV, I always, before I watch the completion, I see if anybody hit the QB. 
A, I like seeing them when they get drilled, you know, because I, <laughs> right, I just like seeing that. But B, on the flip side, if they get drilled and they make the throw, you're like, wow, tough QB. Yeah. You know, so it goes both ways, right? You know what yeah. I'm saying? But watching them, I, I think, look, I'm I'm a pressure guy. I'm not bringing nine, eight, like a Jim Johnson used to do, you know, back in the day, but I'm definitely mixing it up to Five make or it six. sure. Yeah? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Six. Tommy, you kidding? were right, by the yeah. way. It was 10 quarterback hits okay. for the Jaguars last week that. against Justin Herbert. Thank you. Yeah, yeah so that'll... One thing, one thing you brought up, though, that I do want to circle back to, because I saw some folks on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures hoping for your insight on this. Travis Kelsey, we heard Aaron Beasley in the 1 o'clock hour talked about having Rayshon Jenkins cover him. You mentioned that Devin Lloyd struggled in coverage the last time these two teams played. How do you defend him if you are Mike Caldwell? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I think I'm going to uh, I think I'm going to double him. Maybe not every single time, but I'm going to make sure I in and out him. May not always be man, you know, it could be zone where you in and out him. But I think between Rayshon and Cisco, and then a Lewikin. and Lloyd. Look, you know, maybe it was just he was, you know, still early in his career, not used to that kind of thing. You know, look, Kelsey. And here's another thing: if Kelsey gets his a little bit, is that the worst thing in the world? As long as the others don't kill you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think last time he had, what, eight catches, 80 yards, touchdown-ish, somewhere yeah. around there? Yeah. We'll take that again, wouldn't we? All day long. You know what I mean? All and just long. don't let anybody else really – McKinnon could be an issue. you got to be careful of him coming out of the backfield. He's a really good receiver and very, yeah. very fast. Really Obviously can break it. Um, but other than that, you know, Kelsey's – you know, he's the guy. If you can at least control him – and I'm going to in and out him. I'm not leaving him one-on-one. Because think about this. And, it, you know – if you can, because if you blitz, you may have to go one-on-one. But those quick throws, you know, when they're one-on-one and you get beaten right. a slot, a lot of times those are big chunks. Because why? Because you're blitzing and there's nobody there, right? So you got to be careful of that. That's when you mix it up. Make sure they don't know it's coming and in and out them, you know. So I can tell you. Be a mixture. I, I, yeah. They got three turnovers in that game last, last time they played. Right. They get three this time, they're going to win the game. They get three turnovers, and you get short yeah. fields for that offense that's now clicking. Yeah. I mean, you got to think that's going to be well, we, we, first half offense or, or second half. Well, We're talking second, second half. half. Second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but they get three turnovers in that offense. Yeah. It's yeah. you got to think it's 17 or 21, right? Yeah. Could be. That's a huge chunk of points on the road, man. No, I know. You know, look, I, I think they're going to score 31. I think it's going to be that kind of game, and I do think they're going to win. I got them winning. I don't know if we're doing that it's here. You on and Leon this. both, man. Yeah. I do. You guys I, are confident. You know, it's just uh, – uh, and here's the thing. It, let's let's do it from a, a practical standpoint. Look at the common uh, opponents mm-hmm. from both teams. There's no, wow, they killed them and we barely beat them. They're, right. they're, they're pretty close in margin. I don't have them verbatim. I had them written down for my, my podcast. But there are. There's like, you know, obviously the, the AFC South. Right. You can go against that. And then there's a couple others that you, that you see. I, I forget what they are, but go look at them. I mean, I, maybe you I mean, do it there. Well, the, the AFC the South computer. was in the – the Titans were in the last quarter right. of the season. Right. And the Titans were playing with a rookie who had no idea what he was doing. Right. Still almost won that game. No, exactly. So my point is, oh yes, are they good? There's no doubt about it they're good. They've got a lot of good players on that team. They're good on third down on offense, almost 50%. That's an issue. Our defense got to be better than that. They're not very good on third down. They've got to somehow combat that. And then on uh, their defense, they're like 38%. So right. we got our hands full. Third down tells – I always look at third down because I think they're either moving the ball, 
You know, you're getting that chain, you're moving the chains, or you're getting off the field and giving your offensive ball back. Granted, you don't know if it's third and four, third and eight, what have you. Right. Um, but that third down conversion, I I look at, and they're they're pretty good. The Chiefs are pretty good at that, and our offense is pretty good. We're right around forty three percent, so it's not like we're, you know, we're not we're not you know producing on third down. All right, we need to go to break. Hello? Mia needs to go to uh, do some work for ten ten XL. Actually, All right. right. Cool. So, Mia, before yeah, you go, little... before you go, give yeah. us give us a score. Oof, well, do you want my real score or what I have to tell you legally my score is? I don't want, because, we don't want the uh, legally score because we know the legally <laughs> score is you're in the same boat with uh, MJD. So Yeah, exactly. Superstition says that I uh, I have to go against the Jaguars. Um, No, I agree with Tommy. I do think that this game is going to have to be a shootout. I am not sure with the weather that it gets into the 30s, but I do see a 28-24 situation. Listen, the Jaguars can win this game. Like it, it, It's that simple. Like This team, like you've been saying all week, Matt, when they are playing to their ceiling, they can match the Kansas City Chiefs, the heralded Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl favorites, however you want to look at them as this David Goliath situation. Um, the 20 points they left out on the field in the first meeting was the tip of the iceberg. I firmly believe that there were so many plays, and in talking to players in the locker room this week, that Doug didn't even dive into the playbook because they were behind 21 nothing. They couldn't do a lot of things because they had to just come back in that game. So if they are able to strike first, which – we've seen over the last few weeks that doesn't happen all that much and they still find a way back in the second half. That is where I think you will see some of the creative designs and play calls that we saw against the Jets, against the Texans, obviously two very much inferior opponents than the Kansas City Chiefs. So I like this one, 28-24. But yeah, we we know superstition. I got some people on the the team playing texting me worried about my superstitions and everything. Listen, the Jags can win this game. I will say that. I will leave that with you all going into what is sure to be a fun weekend in Duval County. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see if, we're, if we, the offense can get to the point of where he's setting up plays, which, like you said, he couldn't do last week. All right, we'll get into that and much more on the other side of the break. It's XL Primetime. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. All right, we're back in XLP. It's Friday, one day away from ball, from the biggest game. It's funny because we keep saying it's the biggest game this season. Yeah. It's the biggest game. This is when it really hit me is when we're making our picks. We never have the Jags in our picks, never, Right. because there's just bigger games. Right. Now suddenly here we are. Yeah. Here we are with you know eight teams left, and there's no avoiding it now. Right. They're part of the picks. Elite eight. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to fire back. With Tommy Mack, former Jags linebacker, yeah. Tommy. Um, I want to I want to circle back to Aluakon because I think you okay. made a great point. Yeah, he's he's playing really well. Oh yeah, I think he's playing well against yeah. the run. I think he's playing well against the pass. He does not have to come off the field. You've got a guy now who has led the league in tackles two straight years. Yep. Not in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, right. Not yeah. in the Pro Bowl. Now yeah. the Pro Bowl linebackers are Roquan Smith, who yep. is a terrific player. Right. And C.J. Mosley, who was a terrific player, still a good player. Right. Still a good player. Yeah. But easily that could have been a Luicon. Easily. No doubt. Well, you know, I just thought of something, too. Roquan, he went from the NFC to the yeah, AFC. AFC. Right. So how, does that just automatically carry over he's what so, you did he's in so the good. NFC? Right. You right. Know? If you're so I mean, good, they good. just say, yeah, you're he's on. good. I guess you're, you're <laughs> in. You're like, you know, look, I think part of the issue, and no disrespect to the fans because they're great, but they shouldn't have a say in Pro Bowl. And they do. I think they count for a third. I think the players vote, the, the fans vote, and I think the coaches vote. So, I think. I mean, look, let let the writers have the AP. 
and let the players have the Pro Bowl and let right. them vote. They're the ones playing against them. And I do think you should add coaches just because they have to game plan against certain guys. You know, they'll see on film who stood out. You know, they'll be like, wow, that guy's a really good player. And I don't even know who he is. You know, and maybe not right. Pro Bowl worthy, but, you know, you'll see it on the film. So that's probably it. You know, I mean, and look, um, uh, CJ, um, he's good. He's the really Jets. good. Yeah, yeah he's, he's good. really but, good. But Aluakin is very good, too. Uh, again, I want to see a Lewican. I think he he's he can be very disruptive moving forward too. You know, and he can cover. He's not going to cover scat back, but that's hard to do anyway for anybody. But he can cover the tight end. He can handle some things. I wouldn't want a man to man on Kelsey. You know, right. maybe once in a while, but right. as long as he's got some help. But uh, I'm keeping him on the. I may even. I was telling you during the break, and this is thinking out loud, but I may even. You know, hey, a Lewican, you go to. Uh, Kelsey's side, and then we've got uh, Lloyd or Muma, whoever. I think it's going to be mostly Lloyd. Right. You're on the other side. You oh, know, great, and, yeah. You know, and you, we were talking about the corners. Like, hey, man, our corners are playing really good ball. So you can leave them. I, I mean, don't we? Because you were talking about inside out in Kelsey. You yeah. were talking about yeah. Lucon in the inside and then rolling either Jenkins or Cisco on him. Yeah, whoever's on that right. side. So then right. you're, leaving your, you're leaving your guys outside alone. Alone. Yeah. But that's what. Hey, that's that's the job. Yeah, and they can lock it down. I mean, if we think about think about from looking at the Chiefs, who who scares you the most other than Mahomes? Kelsey. 100%. Who's number two? Right. Mm. It's a combo. Yeah. It's a bunch, right? Now you gotta. I think you disrupt probably uh, Juju because it's, that's yeah. kind of his safety valve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't know. I, I mean, you may even say, you know. Williams, take take Juju out. I want him out. If you need some help, we'll get you some out. Maybe you don't need any help, right? Yeah. I mean, you look at Scantling, who can fly. I mean, Tyson can fly. Yeah. I'd, put, I'd be like, Tyson, this is your guy. You know what? Go go earn it, baby. Let's go win a title. You know, let's go win a chance at a title. So, I don't know. Look, I mean, it's, it's easier said than done. There's no doubt. And they're going to have wrinkles, too. You know, that's one thing I was thinking about. Like, you got, you got Andy Reid and you got Doug. Doug's from his tree. Yeah. Andy's from Holmgren. Yeah, I was, I was checking it out. The amount of coaches from Holmgren. And Reed. It's ridiculous. It's, like, it's ridiculous. Wow. You know, you're just like, oh, my gosh. And then you wonder, like, what will Doug's look like? Right. Isn't it fascinating how those trees, like, yeah. I don't know. I just, I think, but think about that. It's like he learned under, under Andy. He's got his own gig. He's, look, he's a Super Bowl winning coach. He's got his own gig, right? Yeah. But think about that. Similar way they call play. Similar way they try to throw you off. You know, I remember when, I forget what game it was, but I was like, you're going this way, you're going that way, you got motion. I'm like, you look like the Kansas City Chiefs. It felt like watching the Chiefs, but here we are going against them. So that's that's another component, I think, that chess match between Doug and Andy and Eric and whoever's calling they, plays for them. That's going to be fun. That's and they formation to you to death, right? Because oh. We're not talking about Tyree Kill or Sammy Watkins back in the day. Oh right, these are these receivers. They're just I hate to say guys, they're but good. they're but they're they're, good. they're just solid yeah. players. Yeah. They're not guys where you go, whoa, uh oh. You know, they're not the uh oh. It's Tyreek. They're not that type of player. But you can't leave them alone. Right. You got to be careful. You got all got to be accounted for every single play, and then you just find the right matchup. I think Cisco's going to have a big night, big day. I'm, I'm feeling good about him, and and part of it is because. You know, he caused some grief for the hits. I want to see him come back and knock the snot out of somebody. Just, you know, not illegally and not head-to-head, but just give throw it over the middle and let him come up and just lay, lay some wood and yeah. right in front of that crowd. You know what I mean? But I think he's, 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 he's due for a, a big play. 
He's due for a, 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 you know, get his hands on the ball and see what, what can happen. If you've got a, a guy that's not a Tyreek Hill, that's, just, that's a guy that's a solid player. When you're playing, I'm sure you have times of this as well. You can intimidate those guys, right? I mean, you, you can get them to the point where they're second-guessing what's coming next. Right. They're well, not going to be like Tyreek Hill or, okay, I'm just going to take this drag and go. You can't catch me. Right. The speed. Well, yeah. that's speed. Everyone's yeah. afraid of speed. Right. I mean, nobody wants to get burnt. That's like the, the most degrading thing is to get burnt deep. You know, I think about it. I don't care if you're playing corner, safety, linebacker, whatever. When you get to what do they call it? Toast. You don't ever want to be called right, toast. Right, you know what I mean? Right. But that speed can really get you questioning and wondering, oh, my gosh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? But I don't I don't feel that. You don't feel that without Tyreek. So, you know what I mean? With, with yeah. them currently. Now, Tony's going to be – I don't know if he's healthy. Is that guy healthy? Kadir? He's healthy. I didn't like last time. Right, they were using him like we use Agnew. Yep, very and similar. it worked. Very it similar. worked. He had he a, it's only a few plays. He really run, but I don't want to see that either. I didn't like that last time. Like you gotta, if he's out there, you know what you got. He's gonna be a problem. He can be a problem. Yeah, absolutely, he can be a problem. So, he's got that. so earlier in the season when they're in their, their three and seven mode, I remember you saying, "I I just want somebody to get out there and hit somebody, and if it means you're taking a fifteen yard penalty, you're taking a fifteen yard yeah. penalty." Do you try and set the tone on defense early right now with a hit? Not not a dirty hit, but just a hit. Hit I just somebody. said Cisco, light him up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, here's the thing. Like, you're going into a hostile environment. And I've played at Arrowhead. It's phenomenal. Is it the loudest ever? Well, they say in the Guinness Book of World Records it is, but I don't know. Loud is loud. Like, you go to... You go to any like any big game. You know, the Superdome is extremely loud. Are you kidding me? When that right. thing's rocking, you can name. Uh, we're rock. You telling me last Saturday night th- down the stretch, then with everybody going nuts, that wasn't loud. Right. You know it's loud, but I think you you got to set the tone early. And and I do think I know it's older than cliche. People are like ah, here we go. But you got out physical them. You know it's this. I always look. I know it's a little cool, cool, but I always think of football as fights. Yeah. It's fights. And they're going to try to knock us out in the first round. They're going to bring everything they, they want. They want to embarrass us. They want to say, you're a fluke. You really shouldn't be here. Everybody knows it. Not everybody's saying it. That's what they're saying. That's what they're thinking, right, in my opinion. Yeah. And you go up there and you smack them. Guess what happens? They're like, oh, oh, oh. Right, different team. Right. Different yeah. team than we played earlier, and they're bringing it today. We better step it up. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. It's like I was saying earlier, like, Think about you've probably never done this. I don't know if I've ever really have either, but you smack somebody as hard as you can, and they just stand there. What are you thinking? Uh-oh. Right? Problems. Goes yeah. down. You're like, right. Like what? Next guy, right. Right. You know right. what I mean? But right. then you're like, ooh. So I think we need a little bit of that. And and I tell you, you know who can lead that is is uh, Roy Robertson. Here. I'm glad See, you said him. He's been playing some I'm glad you said ball. him. He has. Great ball. He has. Disruptive football. I'm glad you mentioned him because I want before we go to break, I want to mention this to you. Um, I don't know if you saw the Jaguars video they put out. It's like a 16-minute video of the whole – from pregame to the end of the game, the, ja- the Chargers the sounds, game. The sounds? The sounds? That the one? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he was at the beginning, of the, beginning of the beginning of the game where he's getting everybody fired up and he's screaming at the defense, you know, this is it. This is our time. This is when you got to play your best, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's true. Is he the type of guy, now that he's become this guy in the last few weeks, who's clearly playing better, Yep. okay? He's clearly now has the, the voice and he has the ear of this defense. Could he go over to – you know, Trayvon Walker's locker and say, look, man, now is the time for you to play. Now is the time. Yep. There's eight teams left. We're on the road against a team that everything's going to win the Super Bowl. Everybody's make, everything's, we're, we're going to get crushed. Yep. Now is the time for you to make your mark. 
Yeah, listen, I, I, don't, I don't think as far as skill set we're going to see anything different out of Trevon in this game. But what Tra- Trevon does bring to the table is violence and nastiness, athleticism, and he does disrupt. Now, he may not get the sacks. Like, right. You may not see a great pass rush by him around, bend, get around the corner, you know, be parallel, and then hit the corner. I just want disruption. You know, yeah, I think you're going you're gonna to see disruption. I, I, I thought you were going to say, and I think he, does, he needs to say, hey, let, don't do anything extra. We don't need any extra from you. Like, if somebody's got the guy down. You mean the 15-yard penalty? And I, I thought it was Bush League. I did. I thought it was a flop. I don't think he barely touched yeah, it. But it we was. know the rule. Right. The, the minute they see that quarterback go down, they don't care. Right. They're going to be like, flag. You you didn't have to hit him to the ground. I don't care if he just touched him. It was total It was total crap. But he's got to play with a little bit more, you know, uh, you know, in 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 uh, in not I don't want to say focus, but just not getting crazy. Got to keep that emotion in check. You know, it's controlled chaos. It's not chaos. Right. It's chaos inside this little you know schism or whatever you call those things. And when it's time to break it out, it's like kaboom. You know, and then it's you're not going to crap out of somebody. So it's. I think you're you know, ready to play right now. I I you know I I wish I could. I can't <laughs> obviously. I'm broken everywhere. But no, these are look. It's it's you, you'll never forget it. You know, I think back, my five, it was only five years, uh, but went to five playoff games and started three, and you just don't forget them. You, you, you just don't forget them, and they're so special, and they're so incredible, and you dream of big yeah. plays. And- yeah. All right, stick a pin in that because awesome. I want to come back to that, all right? We're going to come back. We're going to get d- deeper into that. We need to go to break. Yeah. It's XL Primetime. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. All right, it's XL Primetime. Now, this is not big hair, heavy metal. However, the reason we're playing Deep Purple is because JJ's just got a little surprise for everyone out there. Absolutely. JJ? So Deep Purple with the Marshall Tucker Band will be here uh, February 19th at the Florida Theater. So I'm giving away a pair of tickets right now. So be caller number four at 641-1010. Beautiful. You love Deep Purple, don't you? Yeah, they're good. I like yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, man. At their height. Yeah, knocking at your back door. Yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. All right, listen. We I, I teased it last break, before last break. Yep. I want to hit, hit you with it now. Okay. You're a player. You're yep. in this environment. It's the playoffs. Yep. You're running out of that place, out of that, out of that tunnel. You're on the road. Yep. Everybody's against you. It's snowing. Yep. What's going through your head at that point? You ever seen the movie 300? Oh, yeah. That's who you are. That's who you are. I mean, it's your army against everybody else, and it's a powerful thing. I loved I, – I always liked – I mean, I love playing at home. Don't get me wrong. Being at home has its advantages, but there's something really powerful about All right, here you are in your locker room getting ready to take the field. You got your fans there, which are very appreciative. Yeah. But it's – who's in that locker room against the rest of the world? Let's go. Can it's you hear it? Like time. when you're in the locker room, can you hear it? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, man. Oh, that must just get you. Oh, peace. you're just ready. And it's powerful because it is. It's a fight, right? And you're yeah. going in in a hostile environment, you against them. And, again, nobody gives these guys a chance. They don't think they're supposed to be there. The fans of Kansas City think it's a fluke, right? You got a lot to prove, but that's powerful, man. Like you got let's, – let's let it rip. You're prepared. You got to be prepared. I know right. they are, right? And if you had a great week of practice, you got to feel very confident going in. I know the coaches will feel confident going in, but 
come on, let's go. Let's. What's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah, yeah. You know. So, so part of the foundation of this, and you and I talked about this off the air. Uh, part of the foundation is they don't beat the Titans. It's kind of a different, certainly a different vibe, obviously. But because they beat the Titans, and then because they beat the Chargers, now this is a rare group that's doing rare things. Yep. And they're not going to, you know, there's it's going to be a different team next year. Right. No matter how many people are not there, this is right. these guys are embracing this rareness, right? Well, yeah, and it's 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 a season you'll never forget. Let me throw this at I played five years, right? First five years, 95, 96, 78, 99. 96 through 99, we went to the playoffs every every single year. Right. 95, we did not. I don't remember a ton of my teammates from 95. Wow. I know, I remember the ones that carried over to 96. Right. You could tell me and I'll be like, uh, I don't know if I remember that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember the, the teams where we went to the playoffs. It's special. You're a special team. You're not just special because you're in the NFL, but now you add to it like, man, we did something really good. How close we came. You're so Now it stings at the same time. You know what I mean? Every Super Bowl, you yes. wake up, you're like, of course, yeah. Gosh, so close. But you'll never forget those moments. You'll never forget those teams because they're truly special. You still text with guys like that and talk to guys? Oh, yeah, and- man. Yeah, not not a ton, but look, and you know it's great. It's like like bees. You know he he was out of our market for a while. He's back. I see him. We hog. Love you, man. You know it's great you pick to right see back you. up, right? Like yeah, it's it's a brotherhood. It, you know, especially when you you go from the you know like like they're doing now. You know, from the from the the the, the losing season to yeah. look at us now, and now it's powerful. Now we'll do anything for each other. We love each other. You got a quarterback that's an alpha dog, just like we had in Brunel. We're going to fight for him. We're going to block harder for him. We'll make sure nobody touches him. He's like our little brother. Yeah. Nobody hits the little brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. That's And then it becomes even more powerful. Then the defense is like, well, heck, we want in on this. You don't hit him, and we're going to make sure we hit your guy even harder, you know? It's just It just keeps that's, evolving. That's and, the intangible, right? Oh, of so Like great. I keep saying, I don't no, I mean, there's something about this team. That's what it is, right? Yeah. Well, and and look, victories give you that because you see the work and then you see the result. I mean, think about it. Last ten games, eight and two, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that is something, man. Especially when I don't they care came who you from, are in the NFL. You know, eight and two. That's good. That yeah. is really, really something. And they earned every bit of it. So yeah. All of that combined, all of that that they've they've earned, all that they've learned, they're putting it all together and they're going up there to say, you know what, we can what I say off the air. The minimum. The minimum is what? Is they're they're right there. They can hang. They're right there. I yeah. said that. The minimums are we can hang with them. That's the minimum. The maximum, we come home with a victory, baby. Oh boy. If that doesn't get you all fired up out there, I don't know what will. Right, you're talking dirty to me and I kinda yeah. like it. Thank you, hacker. All right. We're gonna wrap this thing up <laughs> on the other side. It's XL Prime Time. I'm going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here we come. Uh huh. I'm going to Kansas City, Kansas City, teal and black, here we come. Gonna stop on down at Arrowhead and watch the Jaguars win us one. And the Jags are gonna win, the Jags are gonna win. I'll be watching Trevor. Watching Trevor sling the rock. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, you do it 16. What a throw. I'll be watching Trevor. Watching Trevor's blowing locks. Playing loose, just being yourself in Kansas City. With my number 16 jersey, oh, the how the Chiefs are gonna talk. They're gonna shut up too. Well, I might take a trade. 
I might take a plane, but if I have to walk, I'm going just the same. I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here we come. Hopefully ride this momentum and use this juice this week in Kansas City. I'm gonna cheer the Jackson Arrowhead and shout Duval when we won. <laughs> Take it, Bruce! <laughs> hey, Patrick, the defense is coming. Oh, heck! It's good, saw. actually. I it's like pretty that. good. <laughs> yeah. It's like his other ones. This one's actually pretty good. Wow. Because the other ones, he like misses the change in the music and he's... He's yeah. very monotone. This one's pretty good. This Felt is a little Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah. Is that a Johnny Cash tune? I don't know that. Uh, tune. No, I think it's an old uh, oh. Fats Domino song. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Blues. All right. We are. Right. It's time to give it up, man. Let's let's uh, do the crossover here with the Into the Night with Baloo. Now the two minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet, keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. I should say it's into the night with Rick Blue and the lovely Lauren Brooks and Hayes Carlin. Oh, me and oh and Carlin. Hayes oh, will be nice. here until around five fifteen, wow. so he will go straight to the airport from here. And uh, head to Kansas City himself. So, wow. yeah, we've got a, a full show, and then Pete Prisco will join us at 440. Frank will hopefully join us at 520, assuming that all the uh, flight and travel uh, items get taken care of. Nice. All right. So Beauty. we were talking at the break, and you were talking about how <laughs> – well, Tommy said it's gonna, the city's going to be lit tonight, which I agree with him completely. Yeah. I think the beat's going to be like a, a madhouse. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. game doesn't start till 430. What? You're you're a very nervous game day person. <laughs> that is correct. What are you gonna do tomorrow? That is an excellent question, Matt. Uh, I already did laundry today, worked out, went for a bike ride, walked the dog, and it was like 11 a.m. and I didn't know what else to do with myself. So tomorrow, I have no idea. Uh, maybe I'll have a cocktail at lunch and soothe those nerves. I will tell you, I saw Bucky Brooks downstairs in the uh, cafeteria area of the press box last week, and he's like, "How you feeling?" And I was like, "I'm nervous. I'm very nervous." And he's like. Why? Why are you nervous? Well, as the first half proved last week, I had a right to be nervous. Uh, but hopefully things go much better tomorrow. But I'm so glad, at least for us, that are not going to get to go to the game. It starts at 4.30. So at least yeah. those four hours of extra waiting, we don't have to do that. All right, you got to pick real quick? I think the Jags win, but I think it's like one of those nail-biting type of victories. Yeah, I think Riley Patterson might win it again for the Jaguars. Mm. Last-second field goal, something along those lines. And I know that sounds very... Uh, being seen through like teal and black glasses. But I just think the Jaguars have something special and yeah. they're going to ride that momentum. They're going to ride that wave and hopefully they can quiet Arrowhead. That, that's certainly the goal. By the way, Hick and songs make me think I should do karaoke. I never do it yeah. because I don't think I can sing that well. But then I hear <laughs> that and I'm like, point. okay, I can absolutely do karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if Hick can yeah. do it, right? Right. If he can sing a song that goes out on the airwaves to hundreds of thousands of people, I can do karaoke yeah. in front like of like it. 20 people. All right, it's Into the Night with Baloo, Lauren Brooks, Frangie, Hayes Carline, the whole crew, actually. The whole crew. All right, it's Friday. We're, we're wrapping it up with our boys from Twisted Sister. You're a Twisted Sister guy, yeah, right? Yeah, they're cool. You know, yeah. it's a pledge pin. It is a pledge pin. That's All right. right. We got Big John coming up here momentarily. It's where game a day away. A day, probably about 25 hours away from game day. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Don't drink too much. Don't eat too much. But have fun. We'll see you Monday. Come on, Joe. That ain't good enough. You gotta suck the blood out my mouth. Let's go, baby. Whoa!